0: Hey y'all! Welcome back to the Robert Bell Show live edition, Wednesday, the twenty seventh of December, twenty twenty three. First, I think live show, first live show after uh, the Christmas holiday, and we're we're cranking it up the next three days with live shows, uh, cranking it into the new year. Uh, this hour, uh, first hour, Ken McCarthy, what the nurses saw, whatthenurses saw dot com. Uh, we've got an interview with Ken. Also, we got a question on Lyme disease. We got Kelly Brown uh, heading up the Spanish language division. Of Trinity School of Natural Health. She's originally from Colombia. She's going to join us. She's a Trinity graduate and Spanish division director. I can't wait to talk with her. In fact, I'll let you know more about that interview in a little bit. Also, the homeopathic kit of the day comes from Colombia. <laughs> well, it comes from South America. We'll get to that. If you got sinus issues, pay attention today on the homeopathic kit and more. So uh, share the show, robertscabell.com slash listen. If you're in the chat room, say hi, where you're you listening, watching from. And Super Don is a major announcement about how you can watch us on TV now. Basically, yeah, for reals, for reals, yeah, beyond even rumble. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show, coming up right about now.
1: The Robert Scott Bell Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom and liberty
0: the Robert Scott Bell Show. Keep thinking about, might have forgotten how to broadcast live. I mean, we took a few days off, didn't we, Super Don? This is great. Uh, we got a lot more to do, and uh, I'm just going to, like, warm up and ease into it. Uh, I've got some uh, a couple of awesome guests scheduled uh, this, uh, this very day. It is Wednesday, the 27th of December, 2023. And uh, it's my son's 24th celebration or anniversary of his arrival on planet Earth in this lifetime. (laughs) Happy birthday, Elijah, 24. And uh, my my wife and daughter are making an organic cheesecake, not to make anybody hungry or salivate, but it is really good. (laughs) All organic loveliness. So great, great reason to celebrate today. Uh, We've got uh, discussions with uh, Ken McCarthy over what the nurses saw. There's a new book as well. And, you know, we've talked with, of course, uh, many of these nurses over the last uh, few years. And what they saw is horrific. Uh, Those that have survived it and come out on the other side and said, never again. Uh, We appreciate them and uh, always spotlight them whenever we can. And uh, Ken's here to talk about that and more. Also, uh, we have a, a new guest from Trinity School of Natural Health. Uh, come in and she's originally from Columbia. Kelly Brown is going to be with us in the second hour and she's a Trinity graduate and Spanish division director. I'm very excited about the Hispanic community having access to the coursework in Spanish from Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And speaking of that, you can also attend virtually the Virtual Health Freedom Expo, February 17th and 18th of next year 2024 for 35 bucks you'll get three months access to everything even if you were there you couldn't see everything so that's really cool in the new year also we've got another uh well number of events we'll talk about today and any other announcements as we crank it up here on the broadcast now super not i gotta ask you and i don't know if this is the right sequencing because i'm kind of out of the the broadcast rhythm quite honestly but it is a big deal <laughs> that we've got another broadcast outlet Uh, That we've been, you know, working on maybe a year now. uh, That finally, yeah. Well, we we've
2: been we've been teasing about this for a while. Yeah. And just over the Christmas break here, we uh, with with the help of the folks over at Q Streaming and their technical people, uh, as of yesterday, we're officially on the Q Streaming service, and we have our own uh, channel. Our own chat, Dude, I, I, our own yeah. channel? What are you talking yeah. about? Our own Robert channel.
0: Robert Bell Channel, channel 2495. That's a cool number. Yeah. Uh, 249, 2495. A lot of channels, but we're at 2495. 2495. So it's like, like you're getting
2: a good deal, right?
0: 2495. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. And that means when you guys sign up for Q Streaming and the link is right there, you can scan that QR thing or whatever, for $59.99 a month, you're going to get not just our channel, but every channel that is pretty much almost exists, <laughs> and it's crazy. I, I just downloaded. Few.
2: I just you did, and yeah. you inspired me. I was like, okay, so I went. I, I bought the uh, the Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. And programmed it, it took just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've they've updated their app so that it's it's like new and improved. They've been uh, improving this thing, working out the bugs as they've gone along over the last year. And now you have the ability to be able to watch this thing like you would like Hulu, or something like that. It's got a remote and it's got literally every tv channel that you can think of uh it's got all of the movie channels hbo showtime cinemax you know uh, epic stars all that
0: yeah encore
2: all of it pay pay pay-per-view channels music channels video movies on demand uh you know and a lot of them are new releases um for yeah for 60 bucks a month which you can't find anywhere else. plus Us, (laughs) us <laughs> yeah now which i'm still robert i'm Campbell. still like i'm still trying to wrap my head around how we have a channel yeah so yeah so basically the way it's going to work i've been testing it the last couple of days it's basically going to be a 24-hour channel mm-hmm. of the robert scott bell show it's going to play previous shows and us live mm-hmm. during you know when we i So i just ran it when we were on the commercial break i ran into the living room and made sure And we're on, we're on channel 2495 on Q Q streaming right now.
0: That's wild. And, you know, we're also talking about expanding into uh, AMP news as well. So yes, we cannot be contained or constrained no matter what YouTube and uh, LinkedIn and who else were banned on Spotify, no matter what they try to do, we cannot be stopped. That's right. So, uh, this is great, <laughs> heading into the new year with uh, new new outlets. And so, so, if yeah. you'd be
2: interested in checking it out, you can go to the URL there. It's rb, rsbshow1.myqstreaming.com. Mm-hmm. Or if you are into the QR code thing, you can scan the QR code. That'll take you to the thing and you can get more information on it. But it's pretty straightforward. You and I have been using it uh, for about a year now. Right. Um, and just recently, just over the last week or two uh, on the on the Amazon Fire Stick. I, I I love it. Yeah. At this point, that's what I needed. I needed a remote. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, now I've got it. So it's well, very you cool. Can,
0: you can pretty much can all of your pay channels and convert over and save a lot of money if you're doing that. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Absolutely. So cool. anyway, hello
2: Q streaming.
0: Hello Q streaming. Yeah. Nice. Pretty wild. All right. Well, we got to. I know we got to do some show stuff too, and uh, it's my son's twenty fourth.
2: Uh, oh, real terms, quick, real yeah. quick. Let me just show off something. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. You know, every year for Christmas, my, my son and I, we kind of d- do things. I get him autograph stuff and he gets me autograph stuff and all that kind of stuff. And he's gotten mm-hmm. me albums and, and all that stuff. He went the extra mile this year. I, if you're not into basketball, you don't, you probably don't care, <laughs> but I'm just going to show you real quick.
0: Okay. What is it? What is it?
2: I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Yeah. But you give me something from a legend. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Uh this legend. is an autographed basketball by Clyde the D- Clyde Drexler. Clyde
0: Drexler, the- Hall of Fame, uh yeah. Oh wow. four,
2: yeah. And uh he, you know, he, he played for the Trailblazers for most of his career. Mm-hmm. I think he retired in uh, as a Houston Rocket.
0: But yeah, uh, he was a great player. So you oh, got yeah, autographed legend basketball. That's Absolutely a great legend. gift. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I was pretty jazzed.
0: Awesome so, dude. Well anyway. Done. Merry, Merry Christmas! I, yes, I'm a, I'm a bit, uh, you know, I would say out of sorts, but I'm just, you know, the holidays. You thought we'll have some downtime to catch up. It, it wasn't downtime for me. Are you? No, no. <laughs> it
2: twice. was it was four days of of holy crap. Yeah, or three days, I we guess, really, and one day of doing nothing and trying to recover.
0: Uh, yeah, so maybe. I don't know when we'll recover. Maybe when we leave this place, but uh, then we'll then we'll rest. But for now, we've got a mission, a purpose, a passion, and uh, we're doing it two hours plus a day, five days a week with an additional hour on Sunday uh, or Sunday conversations, and they've been terrific. And you've had some great encores that you have played recently in the few days we've had off over the Christmas holidays and uh, heading into the new year. I think we're only going to take New Year's Day off. So, uh, you know, I don't know what we were thinking. We, we could have taken more, but anyway, yeah. we'll crank it up so what shall we open with today i think uh you know when i read this headline i why do i think of jack nicholson in like the batman movie what does count <laughs> needs as an enema right? yes
2: that's right and, and, you yeah. know
0: it, the headline reads to this new york times article why the world needs its own immune system now when i think of those words put together in a sentence i'm thinking the world does have its own immune system it's called nature it's called uh the microbiome it's called You know, the the process of life, sustaining life and life, uh, what we call recycling life. You know, in our own bodies, we talk about our own immune system. We rely upon the function of every cell that even precedes the immune response that is secondary to the health of every cell. But when it's needed, it's brilliant and you don't have to consciously think about it. Now, maybe you do because you've been raised pharmaceutically and medically like I was, and were engaged actively in the destruction of our own immune system because of the medical interventions that were foisted upon us because our parents worshiped doctors like many in the 20th century. I'm not yelling and screaming at mom and dad for that. I mean, this was part and parcel to the 20th century, our movement away from the natural world and our uh, enamored, uh, enamored state or a worshipful state of what we call science, which is not really science. It's become Uh, Anything but that. It's become a cult, if if, if you will. And, you know, I look at this article and it kind of lends itself to that. And Super Don, you feel free to chime in on this as we're coming back from the holiday. I'm just kind of all over this. But, um, you know, they're, they're going into basically a medical response unit. It seems to be like a World Health Organization commercial to eliminate all countries and their ability to respond how they want to, right? We need a world immune system. What will that encompass? It will encompass uh, governmental and non-governmental agencies, the WHO, emergency response teams. Um, You know, when they think about our own immune system, they'll give you this statement. And it's in this article. You can scroll down. It's a few paragraphs in, but it says it rapidly detects and neutralizes pathogens. This is what we're talking about, our body's immune system, before they do catastrophic damage while getting stronger with each exposure. Then it says, similarly, a global immune system would rapidly detect and neutralize health threats before they do catastrophic damage to the world while evolving and strengthening with each event. Now, here's the, I guess I'd call it the scary thing about that second statement. There is no such thing as a global immune system like your own individual immune system. And I mean this in an artificial construct way, not a natural way, because in the natural world, we each have to respond to to those threats, whether they be outside of us or whether they be inside of us. But if you're talking about a global immune system, as they are in this article, they're talking about an artificial, as I said, governmental and non-governmental response. And those in charge of the governmental and non-governmental response have failed miserably on almost every level in the last scandemic, a pandemic we went through. And so there's no discussion really about how they genuinely failed other than send us more money, give us more power, and we'll do better next time, I promise. Sounds a lot like Rochelle Walensky as she was leaving the CDC. Has she left the CDC? I don't even know. I think she has. And some, some other crony has uh, replaced her. Oh, yeah.
2: It's future. it's Mandy Cohen now.
0: Mandy Cohen, yes. You know, she you was going to
2: revamp the, the CDC and make yeah. it all better. Right. And we're going to do things right. We're going to be transparent. We're going to tell everybody the truth and all that stuff like that. And what do they do? Uh, I think it was around Christmas time we covered this. They yeah. came out with a tweet. It was like, we don't want everybody to get COVID. So make sure you get
0: the vaccine. It's just like, right. you know, we, we've. Uh, uh, Pile ar- abject <laughs> failure on top of abject <laughs> failure. Uh, now they want to build a system, but. They're concerned about remoteness, poverty, civil strife, they want to
2: focus not- on speed and preparedness. You know, they're yeah. throwing out these things about, oh, look, you know, we learn about you know how we handled the Ebola outbreaks and stuff. But you know, what they've got is they've they've got a concept of a of a global immune system that would rapidly detect and neutralize health threats. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, here's the thing, and we we've warned about this over the years and right. recently, uh, you know, talking about these treaties that uh, you know they want us to be a part of and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do we really want to give up uh, the 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 powers that we have, our sovereignty, basically, mm-hmm. to the well World, left world left Health Organization in the name of what safety, yeah. right, security, right, bio
0: defense? You know, look, oh, mm-hmm. we
2: just we want to make sure that we're part of it. We want to be a team player, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're just gonna have a, a world governance, right? Yeah. health governance that you know they're going to have how are they going to do this i mean think about this and i'm sorry i'm like i am scattered here as i'm trying to put the words together on this but i mean think about this Uh, uh, who's who's in charge of this this would Mm -hmm. be the world health organization the united nations right Yes, and they want to have some kind of of like detection system worldwide Mm planet-wide how can you not be concerned about something like that in order for them to do that we're talking about what like like interconnected everybody being observed and monitored and stuff like that from a global I mean, come on right, this has got buddy. mwo written all over it
0: well this is about digital identification of course central bank digital currencies the control of the movement of anybody on the planet based on <laughs> suspicions of a cough a sneeze a gag or a wheeze uh, right. any symptom and remember kathy Hochul, a governor of new york fought viciously to retain her power to quarantine anybody with no evidence of sickness right
2: with a law that's you know they're, they're they're always like oh we'd never use that law then, yeah, why, then do why, the law, why do you right? need the law right i mean why would I, you yeah. oh but we'd never use it
0: right so what don't we have enough warp speed in our life in one lifetime already do we need more of this no i don't do, think do we so. need
2: a like a, a health skynet you know yeah. i mean that's going to sit here and, and just have you know the no nah, i don't know remember don't ebola
0: like was countered with The humble trace element that we covered in our Christmas spectacular encore with the late, great Chris Barr, not a doc, selenium. And I've been talking about this for decades. We're about to enter my 25th year in broadcast healing, almost 30 years as a homeopath. And when I learned of the ability to address things like Ebola without vaccines, without drugs even, was there applause, or was there a, a you know a willingness to even investigate? No. In fact, after 9-11, if you remember the anthrax scare and then all the bio, uh, you know, uh, what was it? The threats, bio, biological threats they were talking about, different things. Are they going to weaponize things? And the only people that weaponized them are our own government with Fauci's help and then the Chinese government and all of that. And they weaponized something that was not a natural phenomenon that went global because of their intent to do so. And I, you know, helped to develop a homeopathic response that kind of went to the realm of bioprotection, biodefense, et cetera. And, you know, all we got from the FDA was cease and desist. Now, how dare you, sir, if you continue <laughs> this? You know, this is the response. No, no room for anything of the natural world. So we talk about an immune system, which is of nature. And then they go, anything of nature shall be destroyed. In our attempts to establish a worldwide immune defense. Do you follow me on how absurd this is? Yeah. The very thing you should learn from, they want to destroy because they're not interested in protecting you. They're only interested in controlling you. And the quicker you get a hold of that, the faster you'll realize, doctor, if you're, if you're a Doug Reed, medically licensed doctor, get out, save your soul or save yourself if you believe you are soul. And start doing right, like many of the nurses and doctors that have left because of what happened with COVID. And the recognition that it wasn't just the COVID mRNA injection that was bad. It was all vaccines that preceded it. Yes, I said that all. And and we're still dealing with that. There's still a lot of docs and nurses that haven't woken up to this reality, uh, but they don't appear on this show. Even if I invite them just to discuss or debate. Those that have recognized it, they're aware of it. And uh, Ken McCarthy is one of those guys. He's got a book here, What, what the Nurses Saw. And uh, you can go to com to get this book and learn about what they saw and why many nurses have woken up and have left and are trying to set up some other way to do what they're trained to do that's actually helpful and not harmful. And so it's an investigation into systemic uh, medical murders that took place in hospitals during the COVID panic and the nurses who fought back and their patients. It's all about medical system corruption. Welcome to the Robert Scadbell Show, Ken McCarthy. Ken. Hey. Thanks for being on board and thank you for writing this book. This is as important as any as a wake up call so we can look back into our recent history and not make the same damn mistake by going for a global artificial immune system.
1: Well, yeah, I thought it was necessary to put a book together. You know, Things for some reason don't become real in people's minds until there's a book. And strangely, this is the first book that addresses the, uh, the deaths that occurred in the hospitals. And there were a lot of them.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest ones we covered right from the beginning uh, was Scott Shara's daughter, Grace. Uh, and, and that opened up a whole firestorm of, of litigation, Not much less uh, her dad, Scott has gone on to become a, quite a profound communicator about the disaster that is the medical system and the allopathic hospitals and what they're set up to be, the killing fields, more overtly than ever before, despite recognition throughout history that homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists had to warn us all, there's a place for allopathic medicine, but it's not everywhere.
1: Right. We, we live in an allopathic medical dictatorship.
0: Yeah. Well, how did you and when did you discover that? Wow. I think a a process of
1: discovery, uh, if I could take it way back to when I was 14, I had a mild uh, scoliosis and a very prominent physician at a very prominent, well, I'll call it Columbia Presbyterian. So that if I didn't get a full spinal fusion, which in those days required you being in a body cast for nine months, I would, by the time I was 40, I'd be so twisted and bent over, I wouldn't be able to breathe. Somehow that sounded like, may I say the word bullshit on your show? Yeah, it okay. is. Somehow that sounded like bullshit to me, even at 14. Uh, I'm now 64 and I'm breathing just fine. Thank you very much. And I thought, wow, if a guy, oh, and he was just like a uh, aluminum siding salesman, not to take anything away from aluminum siding salesman. And he opened his drawer and he showed me all these testimonial letters and he had. I thought, this guy's trying to sell me on something. And mm-hmm. that, that was the seed planted. And then I watched them do all kinds of horrible things over the course of my life to friends, family, and others. So and that's we're talking
0: it. a half century ago, 50 years, I that. guess. Yeah. It's coming up on the 50th year. <laughs> wow, dude, that's awesome. And you know, the thing is the medical profession had you have mentioned, Hey, you know what? I was thinking of going to see a doctor of chiropractic. They would have laughed at you, made fun of you. You know, it, it just, and then of course in 1976, the AMA was uh uh, you know, tatered by the Supreme court because they had acknowledged that they were colluding to eliminate their competition at that point, not chiropractic, but they've been after naturopaths and homeopaths as well for a long time. Uh, so we have, as you said, uh, an allopathic dictatorship. Some have called it a doctatorship. but the okay. nurses, God bless them. Uh, many of them have tried to do, do right. But you know, there are some that unfortunately have fallen prey to this and, 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 uh, numbed due to the statistics that they're witnessing in real time uh, of turning patients into numbers, dehumanizing the patients. And that's part of the allopathic uh, profession. It's not about caring for each individual. It's about churning and burning and spurning and drugging and, you know, all of that.
1: Yeah. And in the case of COVID, it it went uh, wild. It went absolutely wild. And just to give people a sense of the scope of this, uh, I think there's good reason to believe that at least a 100,000 people, if not more, and some people have given even higher numbers, were just outright killed by the COVID protocols that the hospitals used. And part of our evidence of that is about a million people were reported to have, quote, had COVID, or excuse me, were reported to have died of COVID. Of course, many of those people died with COVID, uh, not of COVID, but 92% of them died in a hospital. So that's a, that's a block of 900,000 people that went to a hospital with some kind of respiratory problem and came out in a body bag. Uh, and when you look at how these patients were treated, and by the way, are still treated, I think if my book has a flaw, it sounds like I'm reporting history. Uh, deaths are still occurring in the hospitals are, yeah. using this protocol. And more, well, not more frighteningly because the death of anybody is, is a tragedy, but this system still exists. In, in, you know, we, we figured out that the masks were baloney. Uh, the kids are back in school. Uh, the small businesses are reopened. A lot of people now understand the vaccines were a fraud, but nobody's put a spotlight on this. the, the hospital system that was put in place during COVID still right. exists and is still killing people and can be fired up any to resume killing uh, in mass the way it did during the, uh, the panic.
0: I wanna go back historically to a study that was done retrospectively in the 70s, I believe it was, out of Israel, where the hospitals and the doctors there went on strike. And this is famous because the mortality rate in Israel plummeted during the time that the hospitals were shut down. And then when the strike ended, the doctors went back to work, the mortality rate climbed right back up to where it was. And this has been seen duplicated in other countries where this has happened. Not to ever say that there's never a place, as I said, for allopathic medicine, I've said it to the time, uh, it should be blue in the face because of all the times I have to say this, just for the, the, you know, the dunderheads that think I'm against all medicine and all doctors. There's a place in allopathic medicine, which is warfare medicine, to patch you back up if you're hit by a bus, a car, or shot by a bullet, things like that. They're a, a, incredibly adept at doing that, but to the uh, elimination of anything that would also help contribute to that recovery. So the point is if they can patch you up, then get, get out as fast as you can because everything else they do will not be so helpful and may be harmful or even, as you point out, deadly.
1: Yeah, and then there's all the systematic diseases like cancer and diabetes and they, and they do nothing to help people prevent those uh we know things help diet helps exercise helps state of mind helps and those aren't even mentioned by medical science anymore
0: yeah it's amazing to me how we have i guess been so dumbed down over generations but we do know that the human species is very programmable you just repeat things over and over and then they become like fall in line like robots and yet at the same time we have the capacity and ability to see through it like you have for 50 years and I have now for almost 30 Uh, when I woke up to this reality actually it was I was 19 18 19 but I didn't have another way until four or five years later that I found homeopathy and I found wow how stunning was this that the very university I went to taught homeopathy in its medical school curriculum up until 1949 yet I never heard the word homeopathy until I was 24 years of age How did they erase an entire system of medicine in America, of all places, the land of freedom, as if it didn't exist? And if anybody brought it up, it was like, well, that's yeah, that's not real medicine anyway. It's good that it's gone. Or if it's if it pops up again, it's just quackery. Pay no attention to it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you probably know this, the same cabal that that uh, pushes vaccines and attacks anybody that questions vaccines also has a division, a literal division that attacks homeopathy. You probably know.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Well, It's, I, God, it's
1: literally the same people.
0: And I go back to the history of homeopathy in the United States. It was a mainstay of medicine in the 19th century and in the early 20th century. Uh, in 1844, the American Institute of Homeopathy was founded three years later. The American Medical Association in 1847 founded with express intent to wipe out its competition over as long as it would take. And it, it took till the 1910 uh, Flexner Report to really begin to wipe out the medical schools that were training doctors in homeopathy and naturopathy and eclectic herbal medicine, et cetera. So this is a long game that they play. And here we are just figuring it out as a country, if you will, or many countries now the people in them because of the COVID uh overplay right they pushed too hard too fast too far and now many doctors and nurses are recognizing that which they which they didn't want to see because of course their paycheck depended upon them not seeing it
1: well you hope you know you, you you grow up as a kid and you're told there's a thing such as a doctor and such as a nurse and uh some people are attracted to that from a very early age the nurses almost every nurse i talked to said you know it was It was a calling that i had as a child and so you follow the program why not i mean what are you going to do reinvent nursing at at the age of eight and then you get yourself to school finally and you get a degree and and you hope you've been taught the right thing and you hope you're in a good environment and then you discover uh that wow this is not a good environment and we're and we're literally not doing the right things and that became obvious to a lot of nurses during covid
0: i man I think about how far we've descended away from real healing. And I had that calling to be a healer, a doctor, although I only had one model growing up, medical, including my uncle, the medical doctor, who warned me not to become one of them. Interestingly enough, that's a whole other story. Wow. And, and yet, um, when I realized medicine was not for me because of what they did to me, in other words, if I did that to other people, I would be miserable, it was I, it really was a spiritual thing for me, uh, Ken. It was like you pray to God for healing and you end up learning about things that you had no idea you were going to learn about. All I wanted was to be well. And in order to be well, I had to learn things and mm-hmm. learn about the things that contributed to my unwellness, for lack of a better way to say it. All of the allopathic treatments I had from year zero to about 18, 19 years of age. And and I, I guess it's it's a hard thing to consider because – it really is a blow to our ego to realize how we were played, how we were duped, how we were vulnerable, susceptible. We'd like to think we're smart. We can, we can never get played. But, you know, as we realize the people that are uh, I some have called them Decepticon doctors, whatever deceivers, um, they're very adept at sounding very confident what they know, what they do, and and they utilize, of course, peer pressure, which didn't end when we graduated from high school. Peer pressure still exists as adults, and they are very adept at frightening people or intimidating people or tricking people back into their system, and I don't know that that can continue forever because it's become so obvious to so many, including, as I said, doctors and nurses, and you can talk from your perspective from the book what the nurses saw uh, about that awakening, more about the Oh my gosh I had no idea and now I know either I take more drugs and give more drugs and live in dissonance or I start to do the right thing which means radically blowing up my life and doing something that I couldn't conceive of doing because I invested everything into this Mm
1: -hmm. I mean it's um, you know they catch us they the system uh, catches us at a vulnerable moment I mean when you're sick or you're injured that's the least likely time you're gonna be thinking clearly uh, and they sort of, uh, they, they benefit from that and they certainly use it. I mean, how many, how many people have heard the line from a doctor? It's a good thing you came in today. If you'd waited one more day, who knows what would have happened? Let's yeah. get you on the operating table right now. I mean, that they have a bunch of used car salesman lines. I mean, and again, I don't want to disparage used car salesmen because that's an important function and we need cars <laughs> yeah. to get around, but everybody knows the stereotype. They are really not much different and maybe not as good as used car salesmen in terms of f- their ethics uh, yeah. as, as a profession.
0: Yeah, I know. And again, this is not to denigrate every doctor that's out there or every nurse that's out there. We certainly highlight and spotlight those that have you know, even been in that machine and, and finally have seen through it and are willing to stand up and speak out against it. I, I don't think it's enough to so- finally see it. Why don't you speak it? And I think there's still a lot of fear, a lot of economics at play, and I think it's a spiritual crisis. as we talk about here, uh, healing is about body, mind and spirit, not just body, or even just mind when it comes to psychiatric drugging of patients who have emotions that uh, are seemingly you know unhinged, uh, according to some in the DSM, you know five, six or seven, whatever. but none of these are drug deficiencies. So what can we do to do better? Well, partly we have to acknowledge and and uh, self-efface if we've been in it to realize we did wrong and then repent and then do better. Now, the question is, you know, in your book, What the Nurses Saw, uh, what kind of stories besides the horrific deaths that have occurred? uh, Are there stories of redemption yet? Are there stories of nurses realizing they can't continue? Tell me a little bit more about why folks are going to need to read this and share this with others. Mm
1: Well, gotcha. Every every nurse that we interviewed for the book is somebody that did stand up and, and say no. And they were all veteran nurses. Either they'd been at it for 10 years or more. One of the nurses we interviewed 40 years, at, also had a PhD and was a nursing educator. So they're all people that stood up and said no to the to the COVID protocols. And they paid uh, big prices. Uh, some, you know, fought being fired, that was sort of the minimal thing. Uh, some of them were blackballed. In other words, not only could they not not only could they not keep their employment where they were working for standing up on behalf of their patients. They found that when they tried to get jobs elsewhere, they couldn't get hired. One of the uh, the guys I talked to, a respiratory therapist, and we, mm-hmm. we might get to talking about that today. A very important function in a hospital, especially around the treatment of respiratory diseases and 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 COVID. And this guy had 23 years of a stellar record and and a good good person. And once he stood up to the system and was fired, he was blackballed throughout the entire medical system. So at the very moment that supposedly uh, we had a drastic shortage of good respiratory therapists, which we actually did and always do, but it became more acute during COVID. At that very time, the same system was punishing this man for telling the truth about what he saw in the hospitals. So there's a lot of heroism in this book, and then the other positive thing is many of the nurses have have created uh, organizations or taken up individual activism uh, to fight the system. Yes. So it, it's a there's, there's a lot of grim stories in here, uh, and they need to be told. Uh, they need to also be seen as uh, all together because it, it's it's a little dangerous because we we hear from this nurse over here and mm-hmm. this family over here, and these are important stories, but we have to realize. This is this was systemic this is this affected hundreds of thousands of people not just a few people
0: well and i would argue more people dying from modern medicine than all warfare happening on the planet right overt war where you know the intent is to kill for instance yet in medicine you know i just had my friend on dr carolyn dean last week i hadn't had her on in a while and she wrote a book death by modern medicine based on you know various statistical analyses and and peer-reviewed published data on the leading cause of death in America. It's not the third leading cause of death. It's the first by sheer numbers. And that was before COVID, the COVID crisis. So I I want you to think about that as, you know, people are, you know, I, I put this perspective out. It's not a popular one, but as we protest against war, and I'm not a guy that's into warfare, go rah, rah, let's go to war. But at the same time, the recognition that I have here from uh, realizing what, what was going on is that a war has been declared on all of us the moment we're born in a hospital, the moment they hit you with aluminum containing hep B vaccine and on from there, every antibiotic, which is like a form of chemo, every additional shot, every steroidal and non-steroidal drug, liver toxic, kidney toxic, intestinally damaging, immune destroying, even in the right way to use these things, which would be an acute life-saving intervention, it's really quick. Get off of those things, and now it's become a lifelong degenerative agenda to put everybody on as many drugs as possible, keeping them alive long enough to milk them for whatever they're worth before we discard them as useless eaters. And you know, and and of course, you know, we've got Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, these situations are sy- symptoms of this this medical monopoly. When you go in, is there any choice to homeopathy? Herbalism, limited chiropractic, any naturopaths, anything that's actually organic and non GMO available to you when you're in Medicare, Medicaid. So the entire system has been corrupted and it's bought in violation of the First Amendment. It's an establishment of a religion, a church, a cult, modern medicine. And This is something John Rappaport called uh, initially the church of, uh, well, biological mysticism. I kind of call it the church of pharmaceutical mysticism, but same kind of concept that we have been at war from the day we're born in the Western world into a world that claims to be for freedom or government, but yet denies essential freedoms on choice when it comes to the kind of health care or none whatsoever that we would choose it's a monopoly or nothing. It's a medical monopoly or nothing. And those in the dietary supplement industry, you know what I'm talking about? You've succeeded despite every obstacle thrown at you by the FDA, the FTC, et cetera. And this is again, why I'm I'm, I'm plugging my buddy, Jonathan E. Mord, who's beaten the FDA back in court a world record eight times, and the FDA thumbs its nose at the courts and does what it does. And he said, I got to run for the United States Senate. I got to displace Tim King, get in there and do better. So again, these are stories that are concurrently uh, happening. Uh, while we're discovering how horrible the allopathic medical monopoly is due to the COVID crisis and the, and the hospital protocols.
1: Can I talk about the protocols to give people a picture of, of what this thing was and it, it, still, is. Is. it still exists. Yes. So as, as you know, as we all know, there is a thing called respiratory distress. It does happen. Uh, it happens for a large number of reasons. And so during COVID, they, they terrorized, they literally carpet bombed the public with terror messages. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that had any kind of breathing problem whatsoever, and they are common, there are a lot of people that have them for different reasons, uh, would go to the hospital and they would be given COVID tests. So the hospitals got the test for free. Uh, they got paid every time a test became positive. So they would test the same patient over and over and over again until they got a positive result. Uh, Once they got that positive result, now they were looking for a way to admit the patient. And because once they admitted the patient as a, quote, COVID patient, regardless of what their real problem was, they would get a large bonus, which I knew in New York State, I think was $14,000. What I didn't know until I talked to one of the nurses is -hmm. that it varied by state. Uh, I think Tennessee, well, let's go to West Virginia. This still boggles my mind, but it's been confirmed three different ways. Tennessee paid over $500,000 for every hospitalized, the the federal government paid Tennessee over $500,000 for every hospitalized COVID patient. So they had a very strong motivation. If you came in with a thumbnail, uh, give you a COVID test. Oh my God, uh, COVID. I don't know if you remember this. I mean, I laugh. There was a thing called COVID toe very early. I mean, obviously it was a complete fraud, but this was very, very, very early in, in the panic scandemic. They mm-hmm. were saying that COVID was causing some weird thing in the toe. But anyway, they would get you in. And the next thing they would do is say, you seem a little upset. Can we give you something to help you relax? And they would start the, the sedative barbiturate train. Uh, And once, by the way, everyone should know this. Once you take an offered psychoactive substance in a hospital, you have now changed your legal status. You're now someone who could do harm to yourself or others because you were so disturbed that you requested uh, pharmacological intervention. This is a very important thing. So mm-hmm. you don't want to take these drugs anyway. You and I both know these are, these are frauds on top of frauds. I, was, I studied neuroscience at Princeton back in the 1970s. And we had a great professor, um, uh, Bart Hobel, no longer with us. And it, we were ringed by uh, pharmaceutical companies because the school was in New Jersey. And he said, they're always knocking on my door trying to find the next drug. And he goes, I want to tell you guys, this was the 1970s. Yes, you can alter the brain, brain chemistry with drugs do not do it, do not do it casually because you're, you're altering the actual brain. But in any event, they would give you a sedative, then they would put you on what's called BiPAP. Uh, what people, that's just this thing, right, over your face. Hmm. What you don't know is the BiPAP, the experience of, of BiPAP, depending on how they crank it up, is like opening the door on your car where you're going 60 miles an hour and sticking your face out the window. It is right. not comfortable. So in an ethical setting, First of all, you wouldn't use BiPAP unless it was absolutely
0: necessary. You might use the uh, cannula for the nose. Well, yeah, the BiPAP is so violent it destroys lung tissue on entry.
1: Well, yeah, because we're not we're not designed to to we're not designed to receive oxygen by having it forced down our throats. Our, our diaphragm descends, mm. our our lungs just naturally expand. It creates a, a bit of a pressure
0: change, yeah. and the, but it comes in very, quite naturally. It's like going down there with a bunch of baseball bats and beating the tar out of your alveoli. Now, yeah, like, I mean, uh, yeah, and there it's delicate tissue, you know, because yeah. it's, it's designed. Well, it's very, and, de- yeah, it's a, oh, man. Yeah, Ken, you are so on this thing. I'm, I'm just so glad to connect with you here. And, and uh, you know, this book is very important for those that are on the fence to read, especially. I know many of our audience are already here, but maybe you want to pick this up and share this with somebody who's not yet here to see and read this and learn about this and perhaps, you know, wake up, do differently. Uh, well, than, or than or,
1: or save, save your life or save yeah. your life. Level. there were people killed by this protocol that uh, knew the vaccines were no good and didn't get the vaccines knew the masks were a scam and didn't get the ma- get, didn't get didn't wear masks but they had they in their life they encountered some kind of frightening respiratory condition so they went to the hospital hoping to get real help and they were put on what was essentially a conveyor belt to death. So if I could continue just a little bit about this BiPAP because it's so important and some some of your listeners may find themselves in this situation. In an ethical situation, you wouldn't use it unless it was absolutely necessary. And then you would tell the patient, listen, this is uncomfortable and it may, it may feel bad. We'll be here. If you get worried, we're here. We'll talk with you. They didn't do that with these patients. They explained nothing. They slapped the BiPAP on them. They cranked it up and then they left them alone. This created anxiety, right? And they would come in and tell that in their little medical notes, they'd say this person is, I can't remember, what's the, it's a word, ag- not aggravated. Um, agitated. Agitated. Thank you. Yeah. Agitated. Yeah. Therefore, they merit more psychoactive drugs. This is how they killed... Um, uh scott's daughter grace
0: grace yeah they
1: they put her in a in an untenable uncomfortable anxiety provoking situations they mistreated her psychologically and then said oh boy she's agitated we therefore we're allowed to do this 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 and this the next thing they do is say would you like some remdesivir because remdesivir is the cure-all a lot of people were smart enough to say no but a lot of people didn't know There was a lot of lying on the part of the doctors and nurses. They would give people remdesivir without explaining to them what it was. They would say, oh, it's not remdesivir, and it was remdesivir. Uh, These hospitals were being paid for each course of remdesivir. So, uh, you know, a dose is a dose. A course is multiple doses. So they got paid for doing a course, and they got paid for each course. So some of these poor people went in there with a solvable problem. And next thing you know, they were hooked up to a, a drip and they were being given course after course of remdesivir. And as they found out during the Ebola thing, uh, remdesivir uh, damages organs. You know, mm-hmm. This was you known long ago. Then the person obviously is now getting quite sick between the, the terror and, and the, the drugs they've been given and the remdesivir and the BiPAP. And they'll say, well, the BiPAP's not helping. And here's where they killed a lot of people. You need to be vented. That's the only way we're going to save your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scott said no. So for those of you familiar with that situation, uh, so what they did with her was they just amped up all the opioids and all the other drugs and just outright killed her for the other people. They would put them on event. Why? Because if they put you on event, they got a big payday. Now here's the really sinister part. If they kept you on that vent for 96 hours and one second, they got an additional bonus now, anybody that if, if, well, here's what you need to know about event. It is not a little face mask. It is a. They call it the garden hose, down your throat into your lungs. And we were talking about earlier about the lungs are
0: are somewhat delicate. Yeah. They're sturdy, Take but the bypass and put it on uh, bionic steroids, and now you got the next phase here.
1: Yeah, and then you have to put a uh, feeding tube to the person's stomach. And by the way, both those 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 operations are highly invasive, and they can go wrong. And did and in the hands of incompetent people inexperienced people they kill patients that way uh, so if you have to put somebody let's say a car accident right and somebody's just mangled and their diaphragm stops right if you don't if your diaphragms not moving they, they got to get air into you somehow sure. that's when intubation and, and venting makes sense but here's the thing when you vent somebody within 24 hours, you want to test and see if you can get them off the vent. Your goal after you put somebody on a vent is get to them get off. them off the vent. Exactly. Why? exactly. We already talked about lung damage, which is almost inevitable. They were setting the, uh, the vents at, at the wrong setting. And the and the, doctor, the nurses were going, "Why? we've never seen this in, in 10, 20 years of, of being a nurse. I've never seen a vent set at this level. And they were told to shut up. Uh, but the other problem is uh, infection. The other problem uh, is you're not moving, you're paralyzed. Uh, they have to, and, oh, and you're on not for you don't take a drug and then sort of fall asleep and they vent you. They have to hook your arm up with five to 10 different drips. They've got uh, paralytics to keep you from moving, analgesics, including fentanyl, so you don't feel the pain. And then they need to knock you out with three or four different drugs. So you're lying there motionless for days, weeks, months on end, prone to infection, being fed all these drugs. Your, your nutrition is what? Sugar water. Uh, so so when you vent somebody, it, it's a last ditch effort that you should only do at the very, you've, you've run out of every possible thing you can do to save this person's life. That's not mm-hmm. how they were using venting. They were rushing to put everybody on a vent. We have a story of a nurse. A young man came in in his early 30s. He had a, a panic attack because a lot of people were frightened. And, you know, panic attack is manifested by a breathing difficulty. They vented him as soon as they could. She did everything she could to save save him, and actually kept him alive. She went home because it was the end of her shift. She came back, and he was dead. I and mean, this 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 was not a one off. Okay, this you, was happening day in, day, out. day out. Yeah. Day out. And Ken,
0: this this is you know another reason why you describe all of these things that are not mistakes. They're not all mistakes. done on purpose, and that's why I call it a medical degree. I mean, you you have achieved high levels of academic excellence to get in medical school, perhaps, but. Describe the excellence you're participating in when you graduate medical school and become a licensed physician. Again, I'm not throwing everybody out. We've already talked about the areas where there's value in it. This is not to say it's never valuable, but by and large, the practice of medicine. I want to cuss too—what what it is, but it's, it's murder by injection. It's murder by poison. You know, the entirety of that field does not belong in its exalted status outside of the narrow area where it excels. And I think if there's a goal for 2024, it's to start seeing that reality and living that reality, withdrawing from the allopathic medical field, doctors, nurses, and becoming that which you intended to, that is healers, people that are genuinely contributing to the health of those who are suffering because of nutritional deficiency, toxicological burdens. There's no vaccine deficiency. There's no remdesivir deficiency. And we go you know, into the conflicts of interest. You've mentioned very well. The profit was unbelievable that they got not profitable to the soul, but profitable you know, to the economic uh, equation of their bank accounts. And you look at the pediatric community, the pediatricians themselves. Why do they fire Uh, so-called patients or families from their practice who won't go on the CDC schedule completely without question, because if they're not up at whatever that percentage is, is it 80, 90, 94, they will lose bonuses that upwards of a half a million to their practice a year. Just for not getting that percentage up high enough of all the willing compliant or unknowingly compliant victims of the vaccine conspiracy. So, on every level, it is not worthy of worship. Not that, again, we're, we're ever uh, told to worship man, but unfortunately, people of faith have become very worshipful of man—medical man, medical, man, medical doctors—and uh, it's a false idol.
1: Absolutely, and and this—you you said something very important that that relates to to this COVID thing. Yet there was the doctors were doing it, the doctors and nurses were going along with it, but pre-COVID. A group of people, who who they were, we don't know yet, sat down in a boardroom with a whiteboard and figured out the whole thing. We're going to deny them, uh, and I and I, I feel the same way about ibuprofen that you do. But sometimes, you know, maybe you need it, right? But they denied even ibuprofen for people mm-hmm. with inflammation. They denied mm-hmm. incredible the, the normal steroids, and, and again, I I'm I'm on I'm I, I know when you when you, the steroids are not the answer. Yeah. But we, people with severe uh, uh, respiratory difficulty. They might help somebody get over the hole. In a lifesaver situation,
0: we've talked about it, but had we not depleted copper from the minerals in the the soils, much less what we're eating, much less the overuse and abuse of even zinc and vitamin C wiping out copper. Again, a lot of of these manifestations of symptoms were not just because of what they call COVID, but because we lacked certain minerals in balance. And that's a lost art even in the natural realm or those that are trying to integrate medicine with nutrition. So we've still got a long way to go, and we're going to continue doing that here in the, in the coming year. And, Ken, I'm glad to connect with you, and what you're doing is so very important. I hope everybody gets a, a copy of this book and shares it, what Nurses Saw and WhatNursesSaw.com. You can order it now. It's, it's already available, right? People can get it and ship. It ships to them.
1: Shipped to you, uh, delivered by a, a uniformed federal employee. <laughs> I, or, i.e. the post office.
0: Yes, <laughs> so the nurses saw.com. Ken McCarthy, God bless you. What you're doing is is so very very important, and uh, you're welcome here anytime. There's breaking news. You just give us a give us a ring, man. You're on it all the way.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on
0: you got it ken and have a happy new year and i know you're going to create happier new years for many because of what you've written and what you know and what you're sharing so again thanks that's ken mccarthy y'all check out his book what nurses what the nurses saw and a shout out as well to some of our nurse friends you know who you are including kimberly overton from the nurse freedom network and remnant nursing really doing extraordinary things to leap beyond uh the the criminal behavior in the allopathic profession when it comes to the things that are not appropriate and most of it isn't as you hear and i know that can be harsh for some to hear uh but i think we're grown up enough now at this time coming through the covid craziness to see it hear it speak it and begin to live it so again thanks ken for being on board this hour and we got a whole other hour broadcast healing coming up i still got some questions of the day as well uh we've got some more news stories uh, next hour from Trinity, our spotlight, Trinity School of Natural Health, Kelly Brown. And uh, doing Sp- they have a whole Spanish language division now, which is wonderful. But uh, doctors, nurses, if you haven't considered, Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. Also, uh, consider nutritionalfrontiers.com for real nutrition, for great certified organic US grown hemp CBD that we utilize here. I have it right here. This is the mint flavored one I like so much. That's at cbdnf.com. And you can use RSB 15 as a discount code, including on sale items. So if something's set 15% off already, take an extra 15. If something's 20 or 25% off already, take an extra 15 because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell Show family. And if you want to get more connected to this family, you feeling good? You feeling even better if you become patron supporters of the Robert Bell show. And that's uh, there's a link to Patreon. You can you can click it. Little's little is $4.99 a month. There's even free memberships if you want, but it doesn't cost much to support us, to get us to be able to do things like now being appearing on Q streaming TV and others that we're working on for the new year. And uh, maybe we can reach people that you want reached. Who knows what messages that opens them up. Opens their heart, their minds, their spirit to see and hear and, and and live differently and live better. So our next Zoom AMA is coming up this very Saturday, December 30th, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can join us on Zoom and we'll have lots of special guests to wrap up the calendar uh, year 2023. Uh, so you want to be there live with us and giveaways as well. All that fun stuff. So that's coming up now into the onto the question of the day. Super Don, if you can. These questions are often submitted on our website at robertscabbell.com. You can also leave us a message at 866-939-2355-866-939-BELL. This is from Linda. Hello for RSB. Hi, I'm pretty sure I have neuro Lyme with co-infections and I can't find any help. Uh, doctors aren't helping. I eat clean and take Logos Nutritionals pro- protocol daily. i um, asking if there's anything RSB can recommend to start to get better. And if it's Borrelia Plus, many would do doxycycline as well. Please recommend a protocol if possible. I'm desperate. All right, Linda. Well, here's my experience with Lyme. Whether you believe it's one thing or a multifactorial infection of all kinds of things, uh, you know, arguably it escaped from the lab too. You know, it's another one of those stories if you want to read about it. It's there. There are books on it. But the Borrelia is interesting because supposedly can uh, leave its cellular form and leave its cell wall behind and become a cyst even. So it's very unusual. And when they try to target it with antibiotics, it's like you have to be on a lifetime. You never get off. Every time you get off, it comes back. So at what point do you stop poisoning the body again back to health? And recognize there are other methods to get the health of the body back online to even overcome something as artificial as Borrelia. So the bioactive silver hydrosol, I work with many physicians, yes, doctors, integrative, et cetera, that also work in IV-type therapies, and they will utilize based silver, if you will, the right kind, intravenously for their patients that are in such situations that nothing is reaching them. Now, some of these doctors are still also using doxycycline, or I've talked with physicians that found that. Uh, very often, the Borrelia, the Lyme, would hide in renal tissue in the kidneys. And so, they would focus on a uh, an antibiotic like Rosefin, which seems to have a targeted impact on kidneys. So, they were combining it. Now, and I understand the reason for it, because if you're on a bioactive silver hydrosol, orally and other ways, you will saturate the tissues, but you might not have as much direct impact on renal tissue, except that which is delivered through the blood and the lymph, because... Uh, The liver technically metabolizes the silver out to the colon. So in some cases, it may be necessary to do infusions into the bladder with silver as well. Increasing selenium levels, always a huge part of the recovery of any infection or co-infection. Whether you consider viral issues real or not, selenium is going to help you. We utilize the 100% whole food form of selenium. We get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And Jonathan's available at 866 uh, four, two, four, I believe that's right. But if you go to choose to be healthy.com, in fact, I think I've invited Jonathan, uh, to join us on our Saturday zoom, just to say hi and check in. If you've got questions for him, he and his father before him have been the longest time supporters of the Robert Scott bell show than anyone, uh, in terms of, uh, any kind of uh, actual support for us to be here. And that's an amazing thing. And I want to celebrate uh, Jonathan Wagner and his support of our show. And so he'll be one of the guests on our Zoom uh, AMA coming up this Saturday. So that's coming up. So I would say that, yes, homeopathy. We do the homeopathic hits each day. You actually have laboratories and homeopaths that have taken the Borrelia or disease processes during Lyme, converted into a homeopathic form for utilization as well to help the immune system target and overcome it. Hydrogen water. That would be another thing. If you're not drinking echo water, purifying it, getting all the garbage out, releasing the hydrogen for a lot of metabolic responses, including immune enhancement. And so thinking about hydrogen is another thing that I would not want to overlook. And of course, the cardio miracle plays a role in what? Circulation. One more thing to consider, and I'll take take a break here at the top of the hour, and then we've got a whole other hour of healing to go. When you hit, and like you know, Linda is describing a ceiling in your healing, right? And I think I've, I've said it backwards many times because it's easy to roll off a healing in your ceiling, a ceiling in your healing. What is it? You hit the wall. You're like, I can't break through. I don't know what's going on. And you try so many things. You try everything that you know, and nothing's breaking through. I, I don't want you to wait for this, but if you've hit that, many of you have. Have you reached out to our good friend, Bob Orin? Bob Bree has brought to the United States folium products, folium PX, the original folium immuno and folium relax. And this is the stuff that a year ago now, my mom had been calling me, a year ago. It's like I got on folium after being just devastated during through the COVID years, energy wise, everything. And she got her energy back, her sleep cycles normalized, and then she was dancing on January 1st, 2023. And I expect her to do the same in 2024 and celebrate her 90th birthday. And Folium has played a huge role there. So, Linda, I want to throw that out at you. If you have not started the Folium protocol, reach out to Bobri or Oren, go to foliumpx.com and and say, hey, RSB sent me. He'll take care of you. He will. And I, I'm, I've asked Bobri if you guys have questions for him to show up on the Zoom. So we're going to have a lot of fun, exciting, special guests to do even more than we normally do on a Zoom AMA to wrap up the year. So with that, uh, we're going to take a pause, top of the hour here. And when we come back, uh, we've got Kelly Brown scheduled. It's an interview I conducted earlier uh, because of the scheduling, but it's uh, it's just like just like it's live nothing's dated about it i promise you it was done very recently like within hours and uh, you'll you'll enjoy that especially for those of you in the hispanic community or those of you who know people in the hispanic community that need access to the body mind spirit healing that we learn about from trinity school of natural health trinityschool.org all of this is linked up every day at robert scott bell Dot com where we're now appearing not only on Rumble and on our own pages at robertscatbell.com but on Q streaming. And you can check that out for fifty nine ninety nine a month. You'll get every channel on the planet just about. And you'll save so much money if you're banned for all these various streaming networks and things. All of it's included. And we are now the Robert Scott Bell Show channel 2495 on Q streaming. So check it out. You can find the links in the show notes at robertscatbell.com where I remind you the power to heal is yours. All right, this hour on the RSB show, we got uh, Trinity Spotlight, Graduate Spotlight, and more. And a homeopathic hit related to your sinuses. Mine, I don't need the remedy today. Breathing very clearly, but some of you might. And it's interesting as we uh, interview Kelly Brown this hour, who's originally from Colombia, in South America because the remedy of the day also comes from South America. Uh, so we got some good nutrition to discuss this hour. Uh, also, uh, got raw milk we got a little bit of controversy. It doesn't die down. The raw milk controversy is back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We'll talk about it. But first and foremost, I want to acknowledge a uh, comment. I love the comments, even when they're uh, chastising me for talking too much. I don't mind. Uh, check this out from uh, Janie on Facebook, watching on Facebook. We're glad you're here, Janie. Uh, why bother having guests when Robert monopolizes the conversation? Ken had a lot to share with us, but never got a chance. Well, I think that's a mild or slight exaggeration. I gave him some chances to speak and he did very well. He, he was very clear. <laughs> I, I you know, I
2: think you have is, had this criticism before.
0: Oh, yeah, from my wife. So yes. I'm not mad at Janie for saying it. <laughs> she, she was probably gonna tell me after the show anyway, but Janie beat her to it. That's fine. I wonder if
2: Janie's still watching.
0: Yeah, I hope Janie you're still watching. I, yeah. I appreciate the comment. I really do. Uh, you know, this is also the problem. This happens to me more I say to me or to others when I haven't been on the air for a while I haven't done a live show in days and you can't imagine what that's like not being able to let it out you know this show is a can I want to say cantharis but that's a homeopathic remedy (laughs) for bladder irritation because Janie's pissed off at me she might need cantharis hopefully you're not too mad at me Janie Uh, but (laughs) it's a catharsis for me to be able to unload and unleash on this and Ken got me so hyped up and excited because of what he was bringing out that I couldn't contain myself. I said I couldn't constrain or contain the Robert Scabell show. I couldn't do that to myself either. And I let it rip, tater chip. And I think Ken's welcome back anytime if he feels I denied him the opportunity to speak at any point. Uh, yes. But
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for the comment. Thank you, Jamie. We'll, uh, well, take that into consideration, right?
0: Yeah, well, Super Don, you have the jump button. Anytime you can, you can like mute me out.
2: Contemplate on it. Yeah, like. I'm gonna do that.
0: But, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure my wife is cheering for Janie right now. Yeah, you told him Janie. <laughs> right. Little little cheering section of people
2: are just like, finally, somebody said so.
0: Right. Well, yeah. honestly, it is that I was excited, genuinely excited by what Ken was bringing to us. And he had good and, stuff. Yeah, and, and he um,
2: did. yeah, and he knows. He knows. Apparently, uh, is is. Uh, very well informed on the uh, Grace Shar situation. too. I didn't know oh, that.
0: yeah. Oh, very much so with what he yeah. wrote in the book. Yeah. And also, 50 years this dude's been at it. He saw it at 14. So impressed. That's why I said, anytime he wants to come back, and I'll shut up, and I'll turn the show over to him, because Janie said that. You can I just would. go
2: make a sandwich. We'll just let him. I will make a sandwich. Well,
0: right. uh, Ken can talk the whole time. <laughs> it'd be fine. We, it'd still be a good show. be a better show, anyway. So, uh, with that, um, I want to talk raw milk, Super Don. Yeah. D- I forget in Oregon, is it legal where you are?
2: I believe it is. Okay. I believe it is. Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, there's a med page today article that says uh, uh, got raw milk. Thanks, but I'll take mine pasteurized. And this is by Claire Panosian Dunavin or Dunavin, MD. All right. Yes. I'm not worshipful of any MD. I can respect them if they're doing good work, but just because they have it, it's not that impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, What's behind the risky allure of raw milk, she asked. Is it buyer's faith in nature's perfect food or seller's pure naked greed? Naked greed. What about the naked greed of those who are pasteurizing and homogenizing factory farm milk? Is that a problem to you, huh? Huh? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, um, Super Don, you pointed this out. What what I didn't know, that there was evidently a a link to MedPage on Facebook.
2: Yeah, you know, that was the best part because listen, there is nothing new in this article that we have not seen written for for years now. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the same old, same old actually, you know what I'm just noticing now. There there are 70 comments on the website here.
0: Ooh, I haven't read let, those. Me, let me
2: look at that real quick here. Okay. I actually I have a a, a subscription to MedPage today just for show prep um oh, okay purposes. So I, I don't have yeah, because I think you have to be subscribed. But, uh, so I've never uh, consumed unpasteurized, so I can't comment on the taste. However, uh, uh, okay. Unhomogenized milk is much tastier. Okay. That's
0: another MD writing apparently. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, remember the different population, different microbiomes, uh, the people of Mexico do not get diarrhea from E. coli in the food and water, thus equating the Amish to the urban dweller. Okay. Uh, I started to make a kefir from raw milk about five years ago. I have zero problems uh midwest dairy farmer's daughter i grew up drinking unpasteurized milk and <coughs> ASP
0: survived clearly she's okay. really not alive so listen that.
2: uh what i'm seeing here um uh even somebody here acknowledging i'm seeing comments from medical professionals wondering how raw milk can possibly be more health than it uh i'm seeing uh, very similar comments here that i saw on facebook if i go over to the facebook here mm-hmm. uh my full screen i am okay So yeah, your your um,
0: comment was great, Don. I saw your comment. uh, Yeah,
2: I'll get to that one next year. But here, you know, you've got um, love that. Let's see. That was the uh, only kind of milk my dad would drink straight from the cow. Had to be milked every day twice. Growing up, we would buy raw milk from a farmer friend on a regular basis. He sold to everyone and no one ever got ill. Uh, Raw milk is fine for me. Former dairy farmer here. Give me good raw milk from a Jersey any day. (laughs) Uh, Our son couldn't tolerate pasteurized milk, so he quit. We quit uh, milking. We bought milk from a local dairy farm. uh, Never became ill from it. My Mm -hmm. uncle or cousin used to hand milk in a bucket and bring the milk in from the barn. My aunt used to strain it through cheesecloth. Nothing like drinking warm milk. Uh, No mention of, yeah. So, I mean, listen, it's just comment after comment after comment here of people going, yeah, yeah, hey, I I had it. I didn't get sick.
0: We all drank cooked animal milk. This one from Joyce Thomas. Currently, I don't have a clue that it is. I can only tell you to pasteurize milk makes me ill. I have, yeah. And the thing is, for those that think they cannot tolerate dairy, um, try raw milk from a grass fed cow that you can access locally and fresh and see how your body responds. And that's
2: one of the things that uh, was pointed out by by some people was that it wasn't because it was raw milk. It's just, it's like anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't store it correctly, uh, then yeah, you can have problems. If you went and bought a gallon of pasteurized milk mm-hmm. and let it get warm and go bad, that could make you sick too. So you know that has a lot to do with the way that you know some people that mm-hmm. you know they might might uh, make mistakes. But here here's the thing: I I I can't help myself. Yes. Um. I need to look at statistics and 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 things and and you know how I am. It, it, yes. the, the analytical side the analytical side of me comes out and stuff like this, because I want to be able to rebut it, but I don't want to just go, you're a dummy. You know, it's like I, I need to back it up with something. Mm-hmm. And so I I, uh, I did some research on raw milk, and I found that uh, in – well, in fact, I'll, I'll just show you my comment. I commented on the the uh, the Facebook page.
0: Great comment, by the way. And here's, here's
2: the comment here, and I'll just read it. How about put some perspective? According to what I could look up, between 1998 and 2018, for instance, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, reported that outbreaks during those years caused three deaths. That's three deaths in 20 years. Now, in contrast, on average, 28 people in the United States die each year from lightning strikes. 12,000 people die each year from falling down the stairs. And statistics show that lawnmower accidents cause an average of 70 fatalities a year in the U.S. And get this, about 128,000, these are the numbers, uh, 128,000 people die from drugs prescribed to them. This makes prescription drugs a major health risk, ranking fourth with stroke as a leading cause of death. Yet, we need an article on MedPage about the dangers of drinking raw milk. <laughs> Three deaths in 20 years. Where's the article on MedPage about the 128,000-plus uh, people dying from from properly uh, yes. administered uh, you know, prescription drugs.
0: I couldn't find anybody responding to you on that comment. Cause that was a great comment.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know why they keep doing this. I mean, honestly, mm. if the CDC, you know, you'd think that if this was a major threat, uh, the, the numbers would be way worse than three deaths in 20 years. And, the, you know, I'll bet you, if we went and we looked at these cases where, you know, they'll, they also have numbers on people who have gotten sick, people have ended up in the hospital. A lot of those cases that I looked at, they could. there wasn't even a, a direct link mm-hmm. between them drinking draw, uh, raw milk and them being put in the hospital. You know, it was just assumed in a lot of these. But in any case, why are we so against raw milk uh, in, in, in the medical community when there are things that are just dwarfing those numbers? the medical community just goes, eh, that's just how it is.
0: Well, that was one of, my, uh, <laughs> one of my points I bring up about those that are protesting all of the time about the latest horrible war, which, again, I'm not a fan of war. But where are they in preservation and defense of life recognizing that the allopathic medical establishment has declared war on the people of planet Earth and are killing people in scores far greater than any war that's active right now on the planet? That's not popular to say because a lot of people are making money in the medical profession and not all of them are intending to kill like happened in COVID. I get that. But what they've been taught to do is quite dangerous and quite deadly at the cost of disallowing the people who would come to them as customers because they have no other choice or option because the monopoly has eradicated the competition or greatly severely curtailed and limited it. So, you have to really want it bad. You have to crawl through barbed wire and mud and muck and, you know, pasteurized milk to get at the natural remedies of creation. Homeopathic medicine, naturopathic medicine, herbal medicine. as we said, naturopathic medicine has been corrupted. It's, it's gone. Flexner Report, you know, the official sanctioned accredited naturopathic schools. You can graduate as a naturopath and give antibiotics and vaccines. Chiropractic colleges, not all of them, but require some cases, COVID shots. I don't know if that's true anymore, but at, during that time, they did, and and many of them require various other vaccinations as well. It's not the it's not acknowledging the origin and integrity of a vitalistic view of the body as opposed to a molecular reductionist uh, chemical uh, infusion view of the body that modern medicine carries. Right. So, uh, yeah, raw milk. Why raw milk? You're right. Maybe the dairy associations well, that are factory farm don't like the competition. And so they have some money. They lobby this stuff. And doctors are, all, are unwilling to perhaps read what you read or research what you researched to bring it out and go, it hey. It took me five really minutes.
2: Problem. You know I mean? It was just like, boom, there, there's the, the, the perspective, the contrast. You know, and I think and if you're going to spend the time to, to uh, you know, write an article like this on MedPage today, you know, let's, let's talk about something a little more significant than three people who have died in 20 years. When there's so many other things that, you know, you want to spend time and money and effort on reforming uh, things and changing things to try and, and improve safety and save lives. Let, let's focus on the stuff that's really killing people, not raw milk. You have, a, you have a better chance of dying by being struck by lightning than dying from drinking raw milk. You know, I think I, 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 one of the statistics I look at is it's there's it's like two percent of the population drinks raw milk. It's like about three million people. Mm-hmm. You know, two percent of the population. How, how you know what what is the the the, the number of people that uh, you know are eating crap food or 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 you know, let's focus on the on lead in the water or PFAS no. or you know something that's really doing some damage, not
0: right. Three three deaths in twenty years. Yeah. Well, perspective is in order and you brought it super Don. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. All right. We've got an uh, uh, announcement here. I'm going to have you work on a, an image that I just dropped into Skype for you from Bobri, a special offer between now and New Year's for those that are needing folium. Uh, we'll get to that. But we have a special interview uh, conducted before the show. Uh, so I, I think my camera's a little glitchy on it, but I don't think you'll lose anything because, again, I'm genuinely excited about this. Uh, Kelly Brown. She's heading up the Spanish language uh, division of Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And there's a greatly, uh, well, it's a greatly underserved population as far as natural health curricula to get them to help one another, much less, you know, expand beyond the community, help everybody. And so I'm so grateful for Trinity School, uh, the upcoming Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the virtual versions coming up February 17th and 18th. You can check that out. All the links are uh, in the notes as well as in the upcoming events tab. So let's uh, go to this interview and then we'll join a little later in the hour live again with the homeopathic hit of the day and other questions and comments. Uh, Janie has another comment we might get to in the bonus round. And, uh, oh, yeah, Super Don's laughing. It's a
2: good one. Yeah, Yeah, I like like, that.
0: Boy, just drive the thumb screws in further. All right, Uh, we'll handle that and uh, a lot more. But check this out. Again, Kelly Brown appeared earlier. We've got the interview, and we're going to air it now right here on The Robert Scott Bell Show. Thanks to Trinity. All right, here we go. Every month we get to visit with a special uh, what we call Trinity School of Natural Health Spotlight, graduate spotlight and more. And I'm thinking about the new year already, as you should. We're very close to it. Twenty twenty four. Have you thought about the gift of education to yourself, to your family, to your loved ones, somebody that really wants to investigate the body, mind, spirit connection? Or maybe you already know that it exists and you want to tap into it and get a more formalized education but you can do it from home. That's thanks to the folks at Trinity School of Natural Health. And though, you know, it's difficult in terms of language barriers sometimes. I think everything's in English. Well, no, now we got it in Spanish. And there are a lot of folks in that community that need this training to help others officially, more formally. And I'm excited to bring to you someone that can help you do just that. Kelly Brown, CNHP and graduate from Trinity, also working in so many wonderful things. Originally from Colombia, South America, where I now have visited Kelly Brown. Welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Robert, for having me. Thank you for uh, taking the time to interview me and and be able to share this information that a lot of people need here in the United States uh, to learn that we are providing this information and this uh, formal education so they can help others.
0: I am genuinely excited, not only because I love Trinity and I got my Trinity uh, sweatshirt hoodie as well, But the expansion into the Spanish language uh, training, because there are so many people of Hispanic uh, background that, well, maybe they know already how dangerous modern medicine is and can be. But they don't have maybe a way to tap in and realize that they could be helping themselves in the community uh, in a tremendous way through Trinity coursework. And I, I guess I, I really want I'm curious about your perspective there in terms of the the reach, the outreach, what can happen now? I think it's going to be wonderful.
3: Oh yeah, definitely, I think it's wonderful. We have a background, I think every um, Spanish person had the grandfather or grandmother that yeah, teach them or taught them about the importance of the natural health with between uh, using plants at homes and uh, and many other things. The first thing before we even realized or decide to go to the doctor was to try to handle it at home. Mm. So we were we know through our grandparents and parents that uh, we could heal ourselves.
0: So do you, that's- have, do you see in, in the culture, though, just like we have in much of the Western world, uh, a worshipfulness of reverence for doctors still? I mean, even though I, obviously I, I grew up in the medical community and, and I had to overcome a lot of diseases that they gave me because they treated me with toxic poisons. I just wonder your experience in that community from which you arise now, having gone to Columbia, I found the food was great. There was a lot of uh, uh, connection to natural medicine, the herbs, the plants and things, but those that are here in the United States in particular, maybe have lost their way a little bit, just like we all did. Well,
3: I think so. And um, one of the things that when I came here to this country was to, um, somebody told me, don't lose your nature be keep being with who you are so i think a lot of people got into the business they 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 forget about the importance of eating the right food be mindful about eating and then they got like okay so many things that this um
0: was that the microphone that fell over yeah (laughs) that sounded like
3: we spanish move Yes. Talk and all this
0: I know we speak with our hands I do too sometimes as well no yeah, problem I understand but I get very that. excited on this topic of course because I love bringing the power to heal back where it belongs and uh, Trinity School of Natural Health has been doing it for decades and to expand into a whole other community that I think desperately needs this information and I think we'll Uh, very much take to it immediately and impact their community so wonderfully and powerfully that we'll all be benefited by it. Uh, So your discovery of Trinity and your experience, how did you find Trinity and what did you start doing? Because you have an interesting background, it says coming from Columbia, but you graduate, you were trained in trophology and psycholinguistics. I don't think I've ever met anybody in those two things.
3: (laughs) Well, before that, uh, I actually am an industrial engineer
0: Industrial so, engineering.
3: Yeah, I'm industrial engineering, and I always like to research, and I've been a broad reader about different things, and 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 medicine actually, and how the body works was one of the things that I, I was I was curious since I was a kid. So, um, in trophology is uh, is the study of the correct combination of food to be able to heal yourself or um, help yourself to keep healthy through food without the interventions of any other things. So you just help your body, what your body needs, but you need to pay attention to the different combinations. And because food combinations and chemistry, you know, when it goes to through the digestion that happened inside our body. then. The right combination will give you the right things that your body needs. So that's what that's the trophology, and for me it was very important. Okay, I'm learning all these things about you know um, it's gonna help us to healing. But what the food is very important because we become what we eat pretty much. Mm-hmm. We need to be mindful in what we're eating and putting in our bodies. Because it's also also help us like when you're talking about the psycholinguistic, it's also is if you eat healthy, you're gonna be able to think healthy and have healthy emotions. Hmm. So everything is a correlation. And for me it was it is, I'm still studying, it's important to learn about every piece because we are not separated. We are no separate organs, we are whole, All
0: mind- connected, yes.
3: emotions and what we eat is super important as well.
0: Kelly, when you uh, found Trinity, you had already had some training, I guess, as, uh, uh, you know, in these things, as well as industrial engineering. So you had a lot of schooling behind you. What was it about Trinity that drew you in to formalize, let's say, a more natural education?
3: Well, because I always like I'm here. I like to learn from the best. So when I was doing my research about going to be, become a natural health practitioner and I was searching and I researched, took my time and I found out that you know, Trinity is for me the best school in the country and it's soon to be the best school of natural health in the world.
0: Amen. I love it. And you have your CNHP. You're almost you're almost graduating from the CHHP program January. Congratulations. You almost, so much, I would say, an overachiever. All that you do.
3: Uh, yes, because I, I I always think that we have something good, something is there that we need to learn, mm-hmm. and we have something we can learn something there every day. We can learn something new and be better. And that's my one of my goals of life.
0: Beautiful. And you have a sensitivity clearly to energy. And I think about uh, the predominant Western medical mindset. It doesn't deal with much in energy unless they're using energy to detect things that they'll actually cause, like using ionizing radiation scans, for instance, to say, hey, you have a tumor and it could have caused your tumor, like with women who repeatedly get mammograms, for instance. But the energy that I'm talking about, I think, is more inclined to things that nourish the body, heal the body. And uh, if we look at plants, of course, they carry energy as well. And we can convert those plants into homeopathy like I do and utilize them for better healing. What about that in terms of um, uh, providing tools? You know, and I don't mean exclusively for folks from the Hispanic community, but I just think a highly underserved community in terms of natural remedies, natural healing.
3: Well, um, I'm very... uh energy and also because we are energy the body is energy if we don't have energy we won't leave when we stop energy we die but the energy actually convert right so that energy has to go somewhere and that's a whole different discussion but then also that energy we transfer the energy to other people so in terms of natural remedies uh, there is many things that can give us energy naturally. And we have to figure out, but it's, it's, it's individualized. And that's what we learn also in Trinity. That it's not generalized. No everybody is gonna be helped by the same things. We are individuals made by God. Is where we are made individuals and we're unique. Yes. Looking for what really works for you. And for your family and others is one of the things that
0: we uh, teach at Trinity as well. Well, yeah, responding to the needs of the individual seems to be a lost art in medicine where they've collectivized, uh, you know, everybody. It's a one size fits all scenario. And very rarely does it involve actual nutrition, the things that you know, that I know. And so bringing that back out is wonderful. Now we have, a, a, again, a large Hispanic population in the United States, maybe even in Canada or different things. Do you see that there can be an outreach for Trinity programs into Mexico or or to your home, Colombia, to reach out and and teach them some of the things that have been lost even in those cultures?
3: Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, there is a lot of people are interest right now uh, over my country and the rest of the Latin and Spanish speaking country. Uh, of natural health they're looking for that and there is the need for that and that's why trinity is here for and and the loss is also like media you know a lot of people are um, paying attention or entertaining other things that keep them away from uh, learning how they can fix their own things and their own issues so helping them to be mindful you know, and also helping them with the spiritually that they can, you know, what they need to keep away so they can come back to to their own self and to the Mm -hmm. nature and they can have the connection with God. And absolutely, yeah, we think that this is a great goal and that's one of my goals. And the other thing is that in my country, especially from Colombia, they don't have the formal education, Lots of people, they're passing generation to generation, the knowledge, but there is no formal education for natural health. Hmm. And that's what Trinity can offer.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. We've got to jumpstart the, you know, the the resurgence, if you will, back into the, the realm of. Many of us that didn't grow up with natural medicine, although if you did grow up in Colombia, you probably drank raw milk. And how did you survive that? Because, you know, all the modern scientists and doctors say, oh, my gosh, if you drink raw milk, you're going to die of an infection. And, you know, we saw an article we mentioned about uh, that and the comments of people that grew up on real what I call raw milk. Uh, it's just absurd. Again, it's not nothing wrong with advances in science, but sometimes they get it very, very wrong.
3: Absolutely. Um, um... Uh, here I am, I'm healthy. So where my grandparents, that they they die after they're 90, 97 years old and they drink whole milk every day. So I never heard about that over there. Um, and I didn't believe it, so I didn't put it in my mind. When I came here But when I came here and I started drinking the milk here, the pasteurized milk, I had I started having issues that I never had issues in my life before. So I was like, this is not good. I stayed with my raw milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I keep it that way.
0: <laughs> so you were, uh, you said you, oh, when we were getting ready for the interview, you're in the north of Colombia. Is that like in uh, Cartagena or, or where were you when you grew up?
3: Well, little, you know, I went to Cartagena last, last uh, month. It's, it's beautiful there. So I actually was born in a village in, in north of Colombia called El Copey Cesar. It's a small village there. And in... It is uh, like uh, three hours south of the Cartagena, pretty much, and Barranquilla. And I was raised in Barranquilla.
0: Barran- is, it, is it still a coastal region or was it inland by the Andes Mountains?
3: Uh, well, we had the uh, mountains as well on the side. Yeah.
0: But were you also on the ocean coast three hours south? I don't know. You know, Yes, I'm that's, about-
3: south yeah. of- that's <laughs> where I was born. But I was raised in Barranquilla, which is right there
0: uh on the coast of the caribbean wow yeah beautiful and now uh, my experience was uh just medellin or medellin i'm not sure how to pronounce it everybody pronounced it differently uh but we were up in in this mountains of hope healing retreat uh at 7,000 feet it was only 15 minutes from the international airport such a beautiful place we we had the most amazing experience i'm i'm recommending maybe trinity could host a healing retreat there uh one day uh, it would be amazing to get some hands on training because it, it just the opportunity to reach those need needing to formalize this kind of holistic education and bring it back out. I'm so excited to, to have you on today to talk about this.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Don. I think that's a great idea. Uh-huh. And that's what we're looking for. Like, you know, what is the need for the for in my case, the need from the Spanish population. And so that we can help them reach their goals.
0: Beautiful. So, yeah, everybody check out mountainsofhope.com if you want to see that uh, healing retreat. It, I think it officially opens January of 2024. So, coming up soon. And uh, you want to have a, a special experience. Uh, I bring my kids. They're, you know, 18 and 23, almost 24. Well, actually, today, 24. Happy birthday, Elijah. Once again, my son turns 24 today as the live broadcast goes out on the uh, 27th of December, 2023. So, as we continue our talking with Kelly Brown from Trinity School of Natural Health, the new Spanish division director. And the project launch is happening now. So again, thrilled that uh, in the new year, there'll be opportunities that we didn't have before. And there you have it. If you go to trinityschool.org and there's a Spanish division, spanish.trinityschool.org, and you'll see the programs that are now emerging. And it's again, very, very exciting of what you'll be able to learn. And if you know somebody that is their native language is Spanish uh, and they want to learn in their native language, and reach the community, uh, man. It's again. It's I believe it's so overdue. Uh, I'm just thinking. Did 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 you just jump right on this when they told you about this, or were you like, oh, I don't know. This maybe, maybe not. I'm I'm thinking probably the 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 former.
3: I actually, I started working with them before they offered me to be the director, mm-hmm. and I never that I never saw that coming. However, I was preparing myself for my whole life. So I was like, okay, this has to be a path that God wanted me to go because I always wanna be able to help lots of people. And mm-hmm. I was okay, what else you know, what a better thing I can do than being the director and be able to help everybody uh, in this in this community, this country and my country.
0: Yes. I, again, I'm just genuinely just bubbling ha- with happiness here. Spanish division certified health coach uh, now enrolling for the February 5th, 2024 term. There's also a new Spanish certified natural health professional, professional certificado en <laughs> salud natural. I don't think I said that well, very well. No. I tried natural. Not I, I got my, my daughter, she speaks such lovely uh, Spanish when we were in Colombia. They were all impressed with her. She's like, my gosh, you got the accent down. She's just a natural at it, not like me. That's so, awesome. again, visit Spanish.TrinitySchool.org uh, for more details like that. Again, February 5th term starts, so you got a little bit of time to get ready to sign up and share and spread the word everywhere and anywhere uh, to get more and more folks back in line with grandma and grandpa. They knew. And we somehow abandoned it because we were enamored with modern technology. And although there's some cool stuff involved there, a lot of it is really disconnecting us from our source and natural health and natural healing. And of course the body, mind spirit that Trinity has been teaching for decades is now launching in the Spanish population again, which is why we have Kelly here talking about that. Now, just as a brief um, review from 2023, fascinating Nearly 1,300 students have been added to the Trinity uh, family in 2023. Think about that. 1,300. It's amazing. And uh, for those that are doing the English language programs, uh, enrollment is open for the January 8th term of CNHP and CHHP, which you've done and are about to graduate from the CHHP. And so you can go to trinityschool.org for that, learn all about that as well. Also, I want to announce or just remind you that uh, the Trinity live event and the trinity health freedom expo just rocked it was so great And the good news is they're re- replaying, let's say, online through the uh, the WHOVA app, the Trinity School of Natural Health sponsored Trinity Health Freedom Expo. It's the virtual expo, and that's happening the 17th and 18th of February. And so all the things you couldn't possibly see, even if you were there like I was, you can now witness all of it on your own, you know, for three months, you'll have access to it. And we'll also have new uh, talks and uh, at least one, maybe two live uh, uh what we call those uh, panel discussions that I tend to, to to lead as well. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. It's only like 35 bucks and you get three months access. It's such a great deal. And you've been to the Health Freedom Expo, yes?
3: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yes. And you can learn a lot over there. You can meet very cool people that think like us. Mm-hmm. You can uh, uh, share a lot of information and and have a blast
0: good food too <laughs> yes yeah it was a lot of fun and also uh dr brian artist was the keynote this year and if you missed that you definitely want to tune in that'll be part of the replay for everybody that takes part in the trinity uh, uh live if you will or the trinity uh, health freedom expo the virtual that we got coming up uh let's see what else we got uh am you want to see trinity school yet yeah. trinity health freedom expo.com I want to make sure i cover all of this now what other uh, let's say issues or health challenges do you see in the Hispanic community? I mean, I could throw out some of the things I've read about, but what have you witnessed personally that you think they need the most help on?
3: Well, I think uh, we need, like, a support. We need help in all the aspects because we are not just the mind, we are not just the body, we are not just the spirit, we are mm-hmm. whole. So they need help in every single uh, aspect. And not just the Spanish population, everybody. But mainly I think is because uh, the the focus is also nutrition. Because uh, people are working so much and so many hours that they forget about feeding themselves the the right way to keep themselves healthy. And also the time because there there's people here in the United States work so much they need the time to start being with other people with the reach their own family time to do nothing have fun like yeah. we we Hispanics know how to do it and we need that to be able to keep healthy them ourselves
0: Celebrate life. Appreciate the, the gift of life in the midst of everything. Uh, food, one of my favorite topics how many in the Hispanic population here in America now, specifically to the United States? Because when I was in Colombia, the food quality was so good overall. Uh, the lack of knowledge in America still. About the poor quality of food, food grown with pesticides and herbicides and genetically engineered. What do you find about the knowledge base within the Hispanic community about food quality specifically? Is, is it something that they are very keen and aware of or is something that's emerging and they're learning? Oh, my gosh, the food here is not as good as it was back home.
3: Well, I think uh, they need to remind, remember that you know, be mindful about the food that they're eating and not be eating processed food because we are not made for processed food. One of the things when I came here first and I was like in shock when I went to a grocery store was like, everything was like thousands of packaged food. And I was like, what is this in the world? I mean, I was like, and I saw like tons of type of different sodas. And I promised myself I would not taste or try any of those sodas until this this day I didn't do it. I was like, because I used to like Coca-Cola. And I was like, if it's hard for me to give up Coca-Cola and I try this stuff, I'm going to be lost. And I gave up Coca-Cola and I never, I didn't try, never, never one of those drinks here. Mm -hmm. And I think they need to go back over there to be able to keep this generation healthy so they can keep the upcoming generation healthy as well Well,
0: because what were the kind of drinks besides, you know, you grew up as a child and have access to real raw milk from clean, you know, grass fed type cows or animals or goats, whatever. Uh, what would you drink? I, I You know, I think the soft drink generation of which I'm a part, I grew up on Coca-Cola and all of that. I didn't know. And then I, I had to withdraw. I almost had withdrawals, right? Like I was addicted to it when I started in my 20s to, to wean myself off of these things. Yet, funny enough, people will go to Mexico from the United States to get coca-cola because it has actual sugar in it instead of the refined corn syrup stuff it's wild how this has changed but what what were you drinking as a child you know what was normal for you to drink as far as getting back to our roots and what was you know healthy normal versus what we've been converted into in america well
3: lemonade but natural lemonade just lemons and and actually what we call panela and panela is like raw sugar hard raw sugar it's it nothing else so we made that, and we call it agua de panela. So it's like water with panela, but agua yeah. de panela and lemon. That's what we had. And nice. vine, the yeah. vines. we make that. We, well, my mom's, my mom's house until this day we have a lot of fruit trees. So they actually for drinking they grab whatever their own season. So like guavas, and they make guava juice. Yeah, they make um, uh, sour salt juice. Mm-hmm. They eat the fruit out like sour shop
0: has now a very powerful reputation as an anti-cancer food.
3: Yes. So we had, we make juice that since I was a kid and we eat it like that too from mm-hmm. the fruit. We eat it raw and love it. And all type of fruit, mangoes, we have mango trees, lemons, limes, and guavas, and tamarindo, and so on.
0: Making me uh, those, hungry those to go back. Our,
3: those were our sodas.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to Colombia now. There's also interesting uh, history uh, of uh, the use of the tobacco plant, which in America, uh, the tobacco plant was converted into not tobacco and for smoking, for instance. And they put th- hundreds, if not thousands of chemicals in it. It wasn't good. Uh, in, in Colombia, at the uh, healing retreat, they had a ceremony. And I don't say it this proper, but Rappé uh, ceremony where they, they took, uh, um, I guess, a tobacco blend, but all organic clean, and they mix it with things, and they, they actually inhale it into the, in the nose. Have you ever seen those ceremonies? It was quite, quite extraordinary.
3: Well, i never seen those ceremonies. But uh, my grandma used to grow tabacos, and mm-hmm. she used to roll tabacos in her own house. And she was not putting any 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 glue or anything. It was some kind of plant that she grew the tobacco, and she sold it. She yeah. didn't smoke tobacco though, but they use it. They use tobacco to make poultice also. Poultice, was- yes. Altars yeah. to help healing some wounds and all that. So
0: right, I'm well, worried about
3: that, but I don't
0: know. Who. We're learning about the 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 benefits nutritionally of tobacco and the various things that are in it, including the nicotine, which it, it turns out was not addictive. And it is very helpful because uh, we have so many nicotine receptors. It pushes out poisons and things. So, it's again, it's a fascinating journey. I hope that everybody can check out the Mountains of Hope Healing Retreat. And of course, Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org, trinityschool.org, as well as trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. And uh, Kelly, I know that your battery's running out. I don't want to run out of time with you, but my gosh, you're a gift to us all and I'm so grateful that uh, an underserved community like the Hispanic community now has access to the 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 healing traditions brought back to life body mind spirit by Trinity School of Natural Health
3: well, done! thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and it's a blessing to be able to be with you here. I think God had a plan for all of us and he had big plans with me, with Trinity, with you. And we're here to do something good for the community and for the Spanish community, the American community, and for all the human beings. And we're yeah. here to set up precedents and do, good, do something good for life.
0: Oh, well, I'm excited to hear about how the program develops in 2024. And for those of you who know anybody in that Spanish community, let them know now they have access to uh, various programs and it's growing and developing. Thanks to Kelly Brown and uh, Julie Whitman Klein and the whole family at Trinity School of Natural Health. I'm just, like I said, thrilled about the development. It's only going to benefit so many millions of people. I'm not exaggerating who are going to be able to access through this. So check out the Trinity uh, uh, Spanish division. If you go to uh, spanish.trinityschool.org, you can go directly there or link when you go to trinityschool.org. And uh, we'll have to hear from Kelly again in the new year sometime at 2024 and how this is all evolving. God bless you. And thank you for being on board and I'm wishing you a happy and prosperous and healthy new year.
3: For you too. I hope that uh, I can see you again soon and share uh more different things and new things from the spanish community and from the division and uh thank you so much for having us
0: for sure well you're helping me bring that power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you that's what trinity school does and kelly is helping to do that even more than ever so uh thank you kelly for being on board and and, uh sharing the good healing word
3: feliz año happy new year
0: Beautiful. We'll be back to wrap up the show here in just a moment on the Robert Scott Bell show. Thanks for being. All right. There was the interview. And uh, again, brand spanking new uh, to that community can access the Trinity coursework. So very, very, very cool. So Super Don, how are we doing on time? Because I know we got a homeopathic hit and mean, uh, other questions coming. through. Um,
2: no. No, just the one that we'll uh, we'll get to here. I did. You say in bonus time? Probably, I guess. Yeah,
0: bonus time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Uh, yeah. By the way, just just before we get there for Janie, yes, my wife agrees with her that her initial comment. So that's no problem. Which I knew. There you go. But no big. No, no. no, I appreciate all all the feedback, even the kind that goes, "Ow, that stings a little." It's okay. We'll
2: take it all.
0: We'll take it all. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. So go ahead.
2: Ironically. Uh, yeah. as, as happens, I don't know how this happens. And I promise you, this really does happen this way. Yeah. Uh, we just got done talking with Kelly Brown mm-hmm. from Columbia. Yes. And today's homeopathic hit comes from South America. How cool is that? How does that happen? That's
0: Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. As Super Don says, the homeopathic hit of the day does come from South America and Central America. It's Sabadilla or Sabadilla, depending. It's like Medellin and Medellin. I don't know. It was said both ways when I was there. But it's Latin, so you guys get to choose. And this homeopathic hit, thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health, Folium, PX, Nutritional Frontiers, making it possible. Appreciate them so very much and appreciate y'all bearing with me because these have been very popular. The homeopathic kid of the day hits a lot of sinus issues primarily as we go to the PDF and this is a downloadable document for free in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. That's worth something. Share the show at least. Salbedio, the remedy often indicated for allergies and hay fever. So we're going to go into that. Um, It's, um, A lot of symptoms resembling the common cold sinus issues so let's hit a little bit of them in a few minutes here the origin of sabadilla is derived from the seeds of the sevadilla plant uh this is here's the image of it there it is look at that it's like that's a beautiful little uh sabadilla plant and uh this is uh you know originally from south and central america And it's used in its highly diluted form, focusing on its potential to treat allergic reactions and symptoms similar to those of the common cold. So if we go into some key characteristics, physical, Sabadilla is known for its efficiency in treating hay fever. Anybody got the allergies? I know it's winter. Sometimes you're stuck inside. That can happen. Trigger even from dust and different things. Allergic symptoms like that. Sneezing, itchy nose, watery eyes. Also indicated in cases of some sore throats with a sensation of a lump in the throat and a sinus headache. Interestingly enough, mental kind of uh, perspectives. There may be general state of anxiety or fear often related to health concerns or specific phobias. So if you go further into the materia medica on Sabadilla, obviously there's a lot more than we can cover in a few minutes, but just to get you started, if you're interested and you might open it up and dig a little deeper. Now let's go to those primary uses. Once again, allergies and hay fever, particularly efficient for symptoms of hay fever, including sneezing, nasal congestion and itchy eyes. This is going to indicate a few other remedies when we go into the, the considerations. If that one doesn't match you just right. Cold like symptoms used in cases of colds with sneezing and runny nose, Especially when those symptoms are aggravated by pollen or other allergens, and even a sore throat, indicated with the sensation of a lump, difficulty swallowing. So, if you have tonsillitis, I remember I mentioned lachesis as a, as a remedy. I don't mention it. I don't think I'm going to add that here. But as we scroll down, we'll go into some of the adjunct remedies here, uh, in addition to the potencies. Now, potencies. I'll just say, if you're new to the homeopathic kits, I'll acknowledge that no two homeopaths agree on potencies ever. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little, but suffice it to say, I would urge you to start with the lower potencies, 6X, 12X, 30X, 30C, things like that, before you go into the really high potencies, 200C, LM potencies, and things like that, or utilize a homeopath that can help you there to go that deep if they're very severe and deep-seated. Complementary remedies include a classic sinus remedy, cold remedy, allium sepa, the red onion. That's a classic remedy. It may not be. The one to go to, but if you got Sabadilla, you go to that. Maybe the two in combination work well for you. For allergic rhinitis, uh, if there's profuse watery nasal discharge. Arsenicum album is an interesting one to consider for cold-like symptoms with restlessness and anxiety. And a couple of other my favorite sinus-focused remedies, Sticta pulmonaria, Sticta pole for short is adjunct remedy for a lot of sinus issues, and Calibichromicum or by calibi or Cali B, depending on how you pronounce it, for sniffles, pressure, pain, and congestions. Yeah, we can go further and further out into the, these remedies, but I hope this is kind of piquing your interest to go, hey, maybe instead of grabbing the sinus drug, I might be able to get a homeopathic remedy to adre- address the symptom without hurting myself. So, Sabadilla as a homeopathic remedy is safe, of course. Uh, please. Consider not self prescribing for serious allergies when you get into anaphylaxis. I mean, there are remedies that can help there too, but I don't want you to get in over your head. If symptoms persist or worsen, uh, get more significant, please seek appropriate uh, help. Uh, And just to conclude, a bit of a reminder it's a valuable remedy, the sabadilla, particularly effective for treating allergies, hay fever, and cold like symptoms. So if you don't mind, please keep tuning into the Robert Scat Bell Show for more of these little uh, explorations of homeopathy and getting you plugged in and remember it's not to replace a doctor if you have or want one but it is to give you information to make fully informed decisions about the care of your health and your kids etc i believe it is a right that comes from god not government and again thank you to the folks that support this show to, to get get you these good messages empowering messages including folium px which if i can have time real quick super don i want you to show this image i just got a text from bob bry uh bob orin my friend with folium and he brought this breakthrough product uh, for those that are in need to break through. And uh, I think we all do at some point. And he says this in the spirit of the holidays, there is a special for the RSB 23 audience. I don't know what the 23 refers to unless it's Argentin 23, but regardless, I'm happy that he wrote this. He says, buy a pair or both or a pair of either one and get one bottle of any three for uh, free. Let's see. Uh, so PX Immuno and relax. Okay, so if I'm understanding this deal and it ends December 31st at 10 p.m. Pacific time, so you have a few days, it's now the 27th, you got four days to act on this. If you've been waiting to get folium, it looks like you buy two, you get one free and you get to choose. If I'm mistaken on that, talk to Bobry because he just sent that and it's his uh, uh, Georgian English uh, that, that got it here. So it sounds like it's a buy two, get one free deal, which is like, I think that's a better deal than I've ever heard him give. Uh, so take advantage of that. If you want to break through and get to the other side on your healing journey, consider foliumpx.com, folium products, the folium original, folium immuno, and folium relax. And it looks like a buy two, get one for free. If I'm, I hope I got that right. Try it out. And you got till uh, 10 p.m. Pacific time. December 31st, 2023. All right. So if we missed anything or if you have comments or questions, we do a bonus round at the end of each show. And I know that folks on UK Health Radio don't get to watch it or hear it, but you can join me live at robertscottbell.com slash listen or the various outlets where we're not banned or now on Q streaming. We have the Robert Scott Bell Show channel 24-7. So if you want to catch up on old shows they are being uh, added to it, a live stream opportunity like we've never had before. I'll have to ask Superdome when we in the bonus round, if we get to play some of the other podcasts on our network too or not, but I'm not sure if they're video. So with that, let's take a pause. Thank you all for being here. God bless you. Thank you to my guests, uh, both Kelly Brown and uh, first hour who I didn't let speak at all. <laughs> I feel so bad now. Um, Ken McCarthy was great. What the nurses saw. Uh, he, I said, I'm, I'm sincere. He's welcome back anytime because he knows this stuff and I could walk away and not say a thing, but I was just very excited to be back on the air with that. Take a pause. The power to heal is yours. All right. First up, a great follow-up question to the homeopathic hit of the day from Steve. I want to show that first, if you don't mind, Super Don. Sure. Uh, It says, if you had sinus issues that you needed to clear quickly, would it be advisable to load up on a dozen homeopathic remedies that address these symptoms or just use one or two? (laughs) <laughs> Just take them all. Take them all. Why not? Why not? Uh Steve, it's a valid and fair question to ask. And there are going to be various schools of thoughts on this. And uh, I will not be popular with some homeopaths that are classically trained to say this, but I don't denigrate classical homeopathy. I mean, think it's brilliant. But the point is, from a self-help perspective, you don't have access to a homeopath. Many people don't, don't know any. You can go into maybe a store that carries homeopathic remedies and they may have. A complex we call it a complex or a complex remedy that is it's focused on sinus cold things like that and you'll see it, it might be a myriad of remedies it might be one three five seven nine eleven it might be a bunch of them now typically those remedies are in what we call lower potencies or attenuations. so uh it could be a 10x 12x 15x something like that and i am in favor of that kind of self-care and self-help because you're not harming yourself. Now, some will say, well, that's just shotgun homeopathy, that's not real homeopathy. However, if you're not schooled in it and don't want to or can't for any reason take the time to go into the depths of every remedy to say, which is the right one? Is there truly any harm to taking multiple remedies at once? Now, I'm not advocating for five different LM remedies or 200 C, this is not what I'm saying, so hear me clearly. When you're working with the lower potencies and responding to a series of complex symptoms, even though it's focused on the sinus, you're not sure. It could be a number of symptoms that are matching up to a number of those remedies. I have no problem doing complexes as I have clinically for many years as well. Giving you the insight into each single remedy gives you an opportunity to practice more classical methodologies of matching all the symptoms to the quote-unquote situation. It's the simillimum, basically but I am not dogmatic that uh, would would I say it's the only way to do it. Even Hahnemann started modifying his ways later in his life. I've talked about that uh, over the years here. So Steve have added, if you have a bunch of remedies, You know, the only downside is that when it helps you and it likely will, you won't know which remedy was the right one or maybe a few of them out of that, but you're not harmed by the remedies that you didn't need, okay? Now, again, some homeopaths may be angry with me for saying it that way, but I got to live with that and I'm okay with that. But that's been my clinical experience. So by all means, knock yourself out with the homeopathic sinus remedies there, Steve, when you need them. All right. uh, Super Don, what do you want to do in bonus round? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) No. All right. Here's another question. And Diana can ask this if she joined us at the Zoom AMA. I've asked Bobri if he can join us for a little bit to answer questions as well, like this. Um, is, uh, oh, this is a reply. It uh, is PX to use after the regular. Well, the original is the homeopath, I'm sorry, the folium PX original, folium, and then there's the immuno, and then there's the relax. I've sequenced it original an immuno and relax. And some people will do the immuno and relax at the same time as well. Uh, But the folium original is where it starts. Uh, But as I said, it looks like it's a buy two, get one free special, which is incredible. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Um, So yeah, Diana needs a tutelage. They're pretty much the same. So what's the, yeah, well, there's some tweaks to it and we'll get to that uh, on the uh, AMA. I think that'll be part of what we can talk about. So let's see what else we want to cover. Any other questions, comments coming in? December 27th. Happy birthday, Elijah. And let's see what else. How old is he now? 24. 24. And that's crazy. (laughs)
2: They grow fast, don't they?
0: Wow. Yeah. Totally.
2: So what are you guys doing for his birthday?
0: Well, right now, um, my wife and daughter are making him an organic cheesecake which is his favorite yeah. so that's for sure um i could yeah. I, I
2: could i could agree with that that's
0: so we're good. gonna have like turkey soup for dinner we had a christmas turkey uh, i actually helped cook I, it was like just perfectly cooked i was like i think i'm getting good at this i don't want to get cocky but it was like i got it out right at the right time it was perfect so we had a, a great uh dinner and Thank so you. now we, we're into leftovers again we so didn't you, have the the ham you had. You said you're... oh your, the dude that ham was your, great. Your yeah. daughter smoked a ham or something. Kept it
2: kept it simple, more simple this year. Made yeah. it a little easier on my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness, man, we're still recovering. But hmm. you know, she, it was my daughter uh, cooked the ham. She's got. I think I've talked about this before. A smoke one of those smokers. Yeah. And so bought an already smoked ham, and then did a bunch of stuff to it, and smoked it again. So it's a double smoked ham, and it's just like mm-hmm. amazing my wife's famous uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh I love the green beans with the bacon in it. And my sis my my sister uh, mm-hmm. brought over a cheese dip that is made with parmesan like you get like the hard cheese right and you run mm-hmm. it through a food processor but it has uh parmesan asiago and uh some olive oil and garlic and and uh, oh my gosh. Oh man. But that was really good, huh? let's say that it's safe to say that there will be no vampires in this house for a while
0: (laughs) Uh, you have to roll away from that table
2: just breathe and they all go running but uh that's great yeah good stuff so we had a good time yeah um just enough people in the house that it wasn't too much okay and uh had had a lot of fun you know i got my i got my my basketball okay uh and then my brother-in-law Mm-hmm. he's been in, in he's done like audio video uh concert type audio stuff for years and mm-hmm. back in the 80s he used to work with several of the, like the the rock and roll bands the hair bands and stuff like that that would do concerts and stuff very cool and one of the uh and it was down in the San Jose area bay area where we grew up and uh I think I've talked before about the radio station that I listened to when I was younger mm-hmm. and uh, I got to meet the guys that did the morning show and that was what launched me into wanting to be on radio. Cool. So, and it turns out that he, he worked on some uh, state fair concerts uh, back in the eighties. And back in 1989, there was a, a concert that was being hosted um, and sponsored by the radio station that those guys were on. And it was, ksjo he grabbed this is from back in 1989 he grabbed one of the wall posters of the radio station and kept it and i had like told him that i was envious of the fact that he had one of those because this is the station that i I listened to and so he had this framed Mm -hmm. and gave it to me for christmas dude that's awesome which i thought was kind of cool
0: that's some some great history there
2: yeah so lamont and tinelli they're still on the air by the way wow still on That's the air so they're, today, they're right? at a uh, a radio station in san francisco now yeah classic rock station
0: I'm, i might not be on the air after uh uh Janie's comments
2: well today. yeah so i thought we'd let's uh let's do a little bit <laughs> of, of theme music here as we bring on this next comment mm-hmm.
3: you talk too
0: much you worry me to death you talk too much you even worry my pet. you just talk So there we go. (laughs) Oh, Janie. Uh, Guys, I'm thankful for your show because I've learned a lot from so many of your guests, but not from Robert Scott Bell, clearly. But I added that. Uh, But I haven't listened for a while because I get so tired of Robert's pontifications and poor Scotty Bell stories. (laughs) But thanks for acknowledging that your show could be improved if we could hear from the guests. Oh, Janie. Thank you for that. That brightens my day.
2: All right. Uh, So, so listen, you know, I mean, when when we say that we want to hear it all, Mm -hmm. we mean it. We want to hear it all. Yeah, I do. So, so um, would we consider this constructive criticism?
0: I mean, let's be honest, right? How, How do you, you know, I mean. How, how do you feel about? Well, I certainly the first comment was very constructive. Yeah, and, and as I said, I went up and checked on the break. Said my wife was going to think of the same thing, and uh, yeah, no excuse. <laughs> I want to know except, what the poor
2: yeah. Scotty Bell stories are.
0: I don't. I can only imagine me talking about my various ailments and illnesses over oh, the years. But, oh, but I think okay. here's what I think about this. I don't know if this is in my defense, Janie but there are new folks tuning into the show all the time that don't know the backstory and the history and i have to from time to time remember that and go back to the basics and say here's why i do what i do here's the experience i had that leads me to have my perspective on this so i I may not ever stop talking about poor scotty bell stories in fact i've referenced that poor little scotty snotty bell uh and referencing myself so it's not an insult it's just You know, and it isn't a woe is me. It's just an acknowledgement that maybe many people have suffered similarly. And this was my journey to get to what I know today. Uh, So from time to time, I will probably share those stories because there are new folks joining us. So I want to be sensitive to that is also, yes, sensitive to the longtime listeners that know the story and go, okay, here we go again. Bear with me. (laughs) I'll get through it. Get on the other side. Janie happened to tune in on a day, which my first day, our first day back from a few days off. Mm -hmm. And and I think that my pattern probably is when I come back on the show after not speaking live on the show for a few days, I'm probably, you know, pen up. And like, I got, I got to let, let loose on got some, some stuff.
2: stuff to say.
0: And when we had our first guest Ken on today, I was like just stoked with what he knew. And I could tell he knew it. I just wanted to just kind of la You do. Yeah. So there it went. And uh, yeah, we will get Ken on again. And, uh, and I'm sure he'll, he'll roll with it next time. I won't have to say anything, hmm. but yeah, that could be a timing issue. But as far as the second yeah. stuff, I don't know what, what more to say about it. <laughs> she doesn't tune in for me. She tunes in for the guests. And that's okay, Janie. I right. appreciate that too. All right. And there have been uh, – are we up to 1,800? We're getting there. So uh, I have we,
2: to check check with the wife and find out. If
0: we keep cranking it up, uh, we'll get to 2,000 in the next year. And each guest only counted once even if they appear multiple times. So uh, it's a lot of interviews. And I'm not always as verbose. Yes. So thank, yet, you, seriously, thank you, Thank you, Janie, people. for being willing to do that. That's not easy because yeah. there are a lot of people in this audience that might think you're attacking me. I don't take it as an attack, uh, even though I don't know if you intended it to be, but it's okay. We, 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 when you're in talk radio or media of any kind, you got to be able to deal with it. In fact, the greatest things that I've learned to be able to be a, a communicator, perhaps even too much of one, according to Janie, was from the talk, the, the, the responses that were not Oh, you're the greatest, right? It's like, I don't do this for that. I really want to be good at communicating. And even today, 24, almost my 25th year, if I fall down one day or one week, uh, please feel free to, I mean, it's likely Super Don's going to tell me, my wife's going to tell me, but it's okay. You guys can too. And then I could say, well, actually they can say, see, we were right. (laughs) And that's okay too.
2: Well, uh, yeah, we'll have a meeting. How Uh, often does uh, Super
0: Don bite his tongue? a lot it
2: happens yes, i mean no it's not a, i wouldn't say it's a lot but yes. uh, it, it it does happen it does happen um but yeah okay and you know uh janie if if you would like to hear uh uh robert to talk over the guests a lot more mm-hmm. all you have to do is go and join uh q streaming what? uh we are now on channel 2495 Mm-hmm. On Q streaming, where you could listen to Robert pontificate uh, uh, in the middle of a guest uh, stream of consciousness uh, for
0: 24 hours straight. I mean, now I'm going to have a complex. This is we'll what we'll call it all the, all the poor consci-
2: Scotty Bell channel. Yes. Okay. Joking aside, we are really excited about the, the fact that we now have our our own 24 hour video channel on QStreaming streaming where uh you know we would think that you would just join it because you want to watch us for 24 hours but uh, if you did that you'd have access to just like an enormous amount of content should you be interested in watching stuff for entertainment but you know what the thing is it's got every channel there religious channel every i mean it's literally like every channel Mm-hmm. That there is on, on any cable. Plus, you, I mean, you get access. You were, I think, at last week because, you know, you like sports. I like sports. Yeah. Uh, and you were watching like the Atlantic uh, Atlanta Falcons, which I th- I believe they won, didn't they? Or did they? Yeah, lose? they actually they, they won. Win, yeah. They won a game. Yes. Um, anyway, you were able to watch it on the local Atlanta uh, 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 yeah, and, and you channel. Know
0: yeah, the NFL doesn't want you to do any of this stuff, but somehow they've been able to maneuver or, or, or a way Q to do streaming it. Q-streaming has amazing. found
2: a loophole yeah. where they can they can provide all of this content that normally would cost you hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's no joke. That's that's not an exaggeration. Oh, and,
0: and also, you mentioned churches. There are uh, churches that have their own channel as well now. Just yeah, the bas- basically the same
2: thing. The people at Q-streaming, yeah. they want to get good content out there, and they mm-hmm. thankfully think we have good content. So uh, they've given us a channel, and so what I'm going to be doing, I'm working on it. I, mm-hmm. I I streamed, like, hours of content yesterday of previous shows and stuff, and I'm trying to figure out exactly what's the best way to do it, but we're going to have content that's going to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week on Q Streaming on this channel. So should you be interested in saving some money on what you're already watching,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, help support our show yeah. and uh, get more uh, content. Then um, this is the way to go. RSB Show One dot MyQStreaming dot com. You can also click on the banner on the website and gets you to the same place.
0: Excellent. Now, um, also as I mentioned, the churches you may be able to do real fundraisers for your church through Qstreaming. Streaming. That is, how many people in your church are paying for various you know cable uh, networks, right? You know subscriptions. Imagine if you got everything you wanted and then some, plus your church uh, station for this $59.99 a month, and some of that money is dedicated back into your church. A great fundraiser, because you're spending all this money, more money than this would be at $59.99 a month to get access to everything, and none of it's going to your church, and now suddenly it does. Think about that. You get access to everything and more, and then you're also contributing you know, to support the ministry, you know, your ministry. This is my healing ministry. It's non-denominational, Everyone is welcome. But uh, the point is there are ways to actually make this work for good causes too. So check out the Q streaming, uh, rsbshow1.myqstreaming.com, C-U-E, Q streaming. And uh, that's great, very exciting. Yeah. All before the new year. Very cool. So uh, Gretel sends in a comment here. Let me just put it up here. Uh, vitamin D should be taken during the day. Like as you would be receiving sunshine. This is a, a response to to uh, oh that's from uh, Gretel. Yeah, Janie's response to Gretel. Thanks, Janie for that. But Gretel's question was about uh, taking vitamin D. She purchased a blend. What's the best time of the day to take it? Janie to the rescue. Good job, Janie. By the way, I'm not a a super fan of extra vitamin D. I think ideally, if we could get sun exposure. I know in the winter it's not as easy to do. Um, the uh, we'll have another Q question in a second there for Steve, but I just want to say that. The cardio miracle, if you didn't know, again, this is a repeat for some of you. One of the things they found out with this cardio miracle formula is it activated the pathways to take that stored D that a lot of people have enough of, but they can't get at because of the metabolic deficiencies. And so it activated the stored form of D so you can utilize what you have instead of just taking more and more more and more, not getting benefit and maybe just accumulating unnecessarily. So I would say if you're doing D, and you're not getting the results. And there are many people that have told me that. Their doctors are saying, take more, take more. Your levels aren't going up. I'm like, try the Cardio Miracle, and you'll see you'll activate the stored D. You'll need less and get more. So just an uh, add there. Now, what was Steve's question about DVR stuff?
2: Steve says, but Q does not have DVR-like recording capability, right? Uh, they will very soon. It's The, the feature actually shows up on mm-hmm. the app when you are going to it. Uh, they have not got that active yet but it's it's coming very soon Mm -hmm. so uh very soon you'll have the dvr like thing like you have like with hulu and and other services as well um i've noticed that some of the shows like i said i put this stuff to the test because i you know it's like i i I know how to watch tv (laughs) (laughs) and i know what i like and, and so, and there's features, you know, features that I like with, with certain things and for the longest time, well, it's, but like you said, it's been a year and I have not, I have not, you know, made the leap on to trying to watch it on TV. I have now, because now not only can I get it on the TV in an easy way, but it's got a remote so I can look through the channels and stuff like that. Um, and the DVR thing is coming up next Mm-hmm. They're, they've been working hard on, on getting this thing updated and they've made a lot of progress. To the point now that I'm I'm on like okay I I can do this now I was watching it uh, in fact I was using it last last night because on my TV I've got a smart TV which I, I I don't know if it's just me if you guys have experienced this with your smart TVs let me know mm-hmm. but it seems like when you first get them they're smart TVs <laughs> but after you've had them for a while they're kind of eh you know they lose some IQ points. As they go along and they start getting glitchy and, and stuff and i've noticed that start that started happening with mine so now i'm watching netflix on the amazon fire stick because basically the amazon fire stick allows you to also you view all of the other services you might be watching right now you know with you know disney and but the thing is is with the q streaming you don't need that with the q streaming they've got disney channel they've got the nfl sports package channels and stuff like that that you would normally would cost you an extra 15 or 20 bucks a month to add on to your regular service. They've got all of the movie channels that you could possibly mm-hmm. watch. And they've got, I haven't, I, I just figured out how to do it today. Mm-hmm. They've got the videos on demand. So it's like, you know, if you're looking for a movie, you just want to watch a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got all of these movie selections. that You can just go through all these different categories and stuff. So I'm really yeah. impressed with it.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been, we've been waiting, you know, we've been, you know, kind of teasing it, and they told us, and it just this stuff takes time, man. It's a big launch, and it's a, and a, it's a, what would you call it? A disruptive technology, a little bit. It is to get everything that you can get for that amount of money a month, and even as you test it out,
2: massive a amount of
0: view, a pay per view. Yeah, it includes all the pay per views, and you,
2: I would normally, I for the UFC, like mm-hmm. you know, they they have a, an event, a pay per view event, event every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like sixty nine ninety five or something like that to watch Gosh. the pay-per-view. And so I have tried to either figure out a way to, uh, find some kind of naughty way to, to watch it <laughs> or, or I just catch the highlights, you know, a couple of mm-hmm. days later. Uh, but now this, the last UFC event that they had, I went and checked it out and I'm just like, Oh, there it is. It was just on, it was there, yeah. it was working. And, and so, it didn't
0: cost you an additional anything. cost nothing extra.
2: Yeah. 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 So anyway, and like I said, some people are probably looking at this and they're going, I don't waste time watching TV. I could be studying the Materia Medica instead. That's right. You know? or so, but you know what? Or, or I could be, you know, studying, reading the Bible. Well, you know how many faith-based Christian TV channels putting out Christian content are on, on, on cable? that you can get through Q streaming. You want to watch your a Sunday uh you know worship service, you want to watch, you know, the stuff about about, you know, uh religion. There's all kinds of religion channels on there. You want to learn about conspiracy theories and, and stuff like that? They've got that too. Oh, there's a bunch of those. There's a whole bunch of channels that are talking about stuff like that. So uh, there's something there for everybody. And and um it's kind of nice once in a while just to put your feet up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i yeah, mean right. and relax and why not save a few bucks because i know when i cut the cord the cable mm-hmm. cord yeah and i went to hulu i was like oh look i'm saving all this money because i i was paying like a 100 bucks a month mm-hmm. um and so i was like hey i'm going to save like 40 bucks a month well then it was like oh but we went disney all right fine well we can yeah. do it oh but what about hbo uh, there's this show on hbo that i really like all right fine we'll get hbo what about, you know, uh, Netflix, you know, because the, the Karate Kid thing is Cobra Kai. got to watch that. That's on. Na- All right, fine. We'll get that. So pretty soon I'm now subscribed to like six different streaming services. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now I'm spending way over $100.
0: Right. Exactly. So now you have the ability to spend way less than that and cover everything. And that's 10. right. That's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Tune into the homeopathic channel. Steve says that's right. Partly ours anyway. That would be the Robert Scott Bell show on 24. Channel 2495.
2: All right. We, enough of sounding like an okay. infomercial.
0: All right. That was fun. Anyway, cool stuff moving into the new year. We'll be talking more about AMP news. I got to get on the scheduling for the um, long COVID recovery type summit that we're working on as well behind the scenes in addition to the show. And I hope that uh, we've got a show a live show tomorrow on Friday as well before the three-day weekend getting into the new year do you have a little bit of downtime do you think it won't be as intense as c- coming through the christmas week i don't
2: know i mean i did I my, my load is a little lighter um yeah. right now with the other stuff that i do on the side yeah um it's just it's really hard not to go i don't have to do that work now i'm gonna go relax yeah right but i do have some uh, a couple of things i need to accomplish as far as imaging for the show yeah we've got a different intro that we're going to be starting off with uh beginning of the year and a few other bells and whistles that I'm gonna kind of change around. Um, and I don't know. I'm mean, gonna you know, I just I gotta put that that cap that, that cap on, that hat on. Yes. Right. You know, just go, what else can I do to make some changes? And listen, just like Janie's comment, mm-hmm. you know, that this is how we this is how we know stuff. You know, mm-hmm. if if people don't say anything, we don't know. Right. Uh, you know, what you're thinking or what you like or what you don't like and all that kind of stuff. So now is the time we're in the last week of the year. Um, you know, if you've got some, some input, you know, what you like or don't like, or what you'd like to see more of or less of, or, or what we could do, uh, you know, things we could add to, you know, the content or something like that. Mm -hmm. Shoot me an email, askrsb at gmail.com, askrsb at gmail.com. You can leave me a voicemail, 866-939-2355, 866-939-BELL. You can message me on uh, Facebook, uh, on Messenger. I may not answer right away, but um, you know, just let me know. Let me know what you think. Doesn't mean we'll do everything, but it means that, you know, we can take things into consideration and uh make this more what you would like it to be.
0: Exactly. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh tomorrow and uh Friday, we got some stuff coming on the show. And let's see who I can talk over <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> Friday. Well, hey, Jonathan Emord. it's hard to get a word in edgewise with Jonathan, so there's no problem there. Tune in for that. It uh, looks like second hour tomorrow will be Joan uh, Eifland. Yep. Food Addiction Reset. Oh, yeah, Dr. Joan. She's cool. I met her. She was one of the, like, people I didn't know. None of us really knew when we went to the Mountains of Hope Healing Retreat in early December because she was invited personally by Mike McCarthy, who I interviewed and interviewed me for his podcast as well. And he's the inspiration behind uh, and the investment behind the Mountains of Hope Healing Retreat. So Dr. Joan was there and she's, she's sensational. She's doing some great work and helping people get over uh, what we call food addiction, particularly processed food addiction. Uh, And she's, she's got it going on. So that'll be fun to connect with her. She might even be able to share some stories if she wants, if she's so comfortable about how there were some uncomfortable experiences there too. We're, when you take these healing retreats and you go for it, there can be times where it's like, it's not all pleasant. Um, you know, you're stretched, you're pushed in directions because you're really going for it. Right. It's like, you know, I, I'm not going to say exactly what they are, but my wife's fears, she took them on by marrying me. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, you know, you do that sometimes you're like, you're going for it. You don't realize how much you have to do to grow, to heal, to learn, and all of that. But uh, Dr. Jones stuck it out, and she did great. And so she'll be joining us tomorrow. I'm excited about that. And that's second hour. And then another person I, I would have a hard time interrupting, Tom Woods. Tom Woods.
2: Been, it's been too long. Yeah. I love yeah. him. I love talking with him.
0: We love Tom. He's just so yep. much fun. And then it looks like the final guest uh, is scheduled to be Jeremy Ryan Slate. Create your own life podcast. Okay. That'll be a fun way, it'll be a very creative way to wrap up the the year with uh, guests here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And then we go into the uh, New Year's Day weekend. I think uh, so. we got New Year's Day is January 1st, Monday. And so, as far as we know, we're planning to be live on Tuesday, the 2nd.
2: Yes, sir. Okay. We'll have Nutritional Frontiers uh, and Danny Katz. Uh, let's see, uh, the language of betterarchy, a blueprint for uniting against tyranny.
0: Hmm. Word up, a little languaging hacks for big change. I like language, word origin, all of that. So that should be an interesting interview as well. So if you guys have suggestions for guests that you want to see or hosts that you never want to see again, let us know. Here on the Robert <laughs> Scott
2: Bell. All right, do you have a complex now? Uh,
0: no, I'm having fun with this.
2: I really appreciate okay. it. All right, um,
0: okay. Uh, I sent you, I just sent you a quote from Bobby Kennedy that just appeared on his X or Twitter feed. Do you you have that? I just put it in the Skype. I don't know if you can pull that up. I I thought to wrap up uh, today's show, just to comment on his comment, have some perspectives on it. And, uh, just so you know, I, I, I have nothing against Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He seems to be a man of great sincerity. He's overcome a lot in his life, including massive addiction. And, uh, you know, I think he's sincere in what he wants to try and do. So this is his quote. Once we trust the American public, they're going to start trusting us. Okay. So that statement is interesting. And I think he's, he's talking about, I guess, people in government or people running for office. He says the impulse to censor people is so anti-democratic. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's anti anything related to freedom. If you knock out free speech. So I agree because it means you no longer trust the people you decide what they can and cannot hear. That is a collapsed faith in democracy. Now, again, words mean stuff. And I still have my, maybe it's just my issue. Anytime we're talking about democracy, I'm like, dude, we are not a democracy, nor are we intended to be one. Yes, there are democratic principles and voting and things, but as a democracy, as a form of government, you know, two oncologists and a homeopath voting on how to treat your cancer. Okay. If you don't trust the people, you don't have a democracy. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So I'm just responding and reacting to these words as I read them. We don't have a democracy, but it's not so much because we don't trust the people. We don't because we're not supposed to. In the Constitution, we are guaranteed a Republican form of government. That's not the Republican Party, a Republican form of government. It matters. It's distinct and different from a democracy. So this is where I... I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or a liberal or a libertarian talking about democracy. I, I got I got some words, you know, to say about it, that it's problematic. I, I, I think that I get the spirit with which he's trying to bring that out. But I wish that someone would let's say someone, anyone would speak to the heart of what you know, why we don't have a democracy, why democracy is not the ideal government to have. And if you talk about democratic principles, that's fine. But don't talk about us as being a democracy. The founding documents do not say it. If you read the founders of this country, they did not intend in any way, shape, or form to establish a democracy. And if we get into the issue of trust, if people in government trust us, Superdon, am I going to start trusting them? <laughs>
2: Um, it, it would take an awful
0: lot. I no, think. I'm going to answer it very directly. No, yeah, hell no. No, yeah. No, all if, right. If we were warned. Yeah, that You're- to trust anybody in government is to risk losing your life, liberty, and property, your freedom. No, we are not supposed to trust people in government. We've written, or we had our founders written a constitution to restrict the people in government. Even if they go in good, they could get corrupted from going outside the bounds of that constitution that restricts the people in government, not the people themselves.
2: I think the best you could probably get is, is maybe take a a page out of the Ronald Reagan book.
0: mm -hmm. Trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. Yeah. 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 I I say don't trust, but verify, but that's just me. (laughs) Now, does this mean, you know, I'm untrustworthy because I don't trust them? Well, I guess everybody's got to decide who is trustworthy because anybody can betray trust purposefully, inadvertently, any number of ways. And that's a big issue of human beings on planet Earth. Trust, isn't it? Who can you trust? Now, I think it's more than people that say, trust me, I'm a da-da-da-da, <laughs> or trust us, da 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 trust us, we're from the government, we're only here to help you. But trust is something that, of course, is earned. But even if it's earned, it, at any moment, self-interest could get in the way and betray that trust you've given. So. I think the ultimate trust is to trust in God. And I know, if, and, uh, you know, not everybody's religious or even spiritual in this audience. Although I think the majority are, uh, y- you might appreciate that, that that's where we place our trust and our faith, not in human beings, even though we have to, to some degree, to get things done. You got a job to do, you have people working with you, you trust them to get it done. And if they don't, well, of course, then you got to find somebody else to do it. So it's an interesting thing, trust. And I don't, I don't agree with Bobby Kennedy, even though I like him on the statement. You know, if we would just trust the American people, they would trust us. It's like, no, no, no. I'm never going to trust people in government. I know people in government that can be trustworthy, like a Jonathan Emorn, who I don't believe would ever betray that trust. But at the same time, as a, as a, as a, in total, our role and goal is not to trust government or people in it, it's to be very wary and suspicious and to bind them down with, with the change of the Constitution. And then, all else out here, not in government, do like Richard Maybury's two laws and whatever happened to justice. Do all you have agreed to do and do not encroach on other persons or the property. Simple, the common law, the golden rule. So, there we go. Let's see what's going on with Jonathan. I just got a text from Jonathan Emord. Are we on tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern? I'm ready if you are. Yeah, we're done. Hey, heck yeah. 100%. Yeah, let me get that 100% back to him. 100% on. I was just talking about him. So there we go. So Jonathan is on for tomorrow. Good. So right. anyway, you want to add anything to that? It was just something I, th- I saw and I wanted to comment on. And, and again, no. not in any way to denigrate Bobby Kennedy, because I think of all the people running, he probably is the most honest guy in terms of his willingness to listen and learn new things. If he doesn't know something, he won't just, you know, run roughshod over it and pretend he does. I respect yeah. that. And He's authentic. Think, yeah. Authentic. Authenticity is is Unlike
2: important. that Ram or swarmy guy. <laughs>
0: Look, and I never saw him do all that stuff that y'all have seen. So that's why I'm I'm kind of lacking in in that side of it, you know.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out, even mm-hmm. you, Janie, <laughs> and uh, especially you, Janie. Janie can dish it out. So that's she can what I meant. It. Yes. Very um. Good. So yeah, I guess we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, just a little bit more of 2023 left.
0: Uh, with the news of the day and. Join us at the AMA on Saturday. It's Saturday. noon Eastern right. nine AM Pacific. We're gonna have a lot of special guests, if I have my way, uh, which will be a you know really a finale to the year. Uh, a great thank you and um, yeah, good exploration of stuff. So if you got questions, you got comments, you got answers, I want you in. So become a patron supporter of the Robert Bell Show, and you'll also have access to the five minute approximately video segments of the homeopathic hits of the day. That's a special place. And there, and, place, and there is going
2: work. to be more. That's another thing that I've got on my list of, of things is I want to be more interactive and providing more content to our Patreon members. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, for sure. I've got a list.
0: <sighs> yeah. And I'm checking it twice. You're amazing. So with that, let's okay. wrap it up. I've done enough talking. I've done far too much talking today. Tomorrow, yes. throw yes. away the key. That's right. Tune in. Jonathan E. Moore will talk. And I'll just go, hi, Jonathan. Welcome. All right. (laughs) And the crowd goes wild.
2: (laughs) Have a good afternoon, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.